The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Jackpot, baby. Raiders Fan Radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders Fan Radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! Miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to piano at the 50, I'm running down, Oakland football, and I think Oakland victory. The Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Why? Thank you, Brett Musburger. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we trust will be a fantastic episode of Raiders <laughs> Fan Radio. Episode number 256 of Raiders Fan Radio coming to you live from Murph's Fan Cave, otherwise known as my bonus room. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, we are going to get to a lot, a lot of Raiders talk tonight. Uh, so stick around. We've got some respect to get to at the top of the show. Uh, we've got a sea of pendejos coming up for you. <laughs> we've got a, a couple new sound bites to drop in there on that uh we're going to talk about some of the media stuff we're going to talk about the raiders being the nfl top 100 which is always super cool and uh and then more of you and less of us is a good thing and we are going to hear from you and all of your best emails and phone calls here at the end of the show uh at the, at the top of the show at the end of the show when we uh we get to hear from you guys uh, and all your emails and all your voicemails so i'm really excited tonight uh to welcome in uh the two guys that adorn the Western and Western Southern Annex of the Merce Fan Cave Desk. So let me go ahead and start off by introducing the man that adorns the Western Annex of the Merce Fan Cave Desk. He is the legendary, the one and only Uncle Mosh. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, the king of the moshers. Hey, did my guy call this week? No, 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 no call from uh, from the uh, unknown Raider the fan. The unknown Raider fan. No, 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 no,
<laughs> Thank you for being here, Uncle Moss. Man, I'm so glad to Looking be here. Looking more like Rob Ryan every day. I feel like it. I feel like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh... You just gotta go, here we go. 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 So, I was in a bar watching the game. Go figure, right? I was in a bar at a casino watching the game. How many autographs and, did you sign? Uh, actually, it was kind of funny. Because they were showing, during the game, you know, they showed his mic'd up. And the, bar, oh, oh, the nice. bartender who I was sitting there talking with, who ends up, Keanu, shout out, my brother. He said he's going to watch the show. He's from he's from San Jose. Love it. And we were both in in Oak Grove, Kentucky, in a casino. And uh, anyway, we became rapidly became friends as the alcohol was flowing. But anyway, uh, they were showing the mic'd up part. And I had my I had my Uncle Moss shirt on. And, he, and he's looking at that. And he's looking at me, and he's looking at that, and he's like, he goes, is is there a connection here? And I go, well, you've never seen us both in the same room at the same time. So, anyway, it's Love good to it. be here, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good to have you here, of course. And uh, so the man that uh, is also joining us, the third man in the booth tonight, the uh, the Dennis Miller, if you will, to the Tony Kornheiser and uh, – no, that's a terrible win. What are you Let's talking go about? With the Start it over. Let's go with the, the Dandy Don Meredith to our Howard Cosell and who's the other guy? Fran Tarkington? Fran Tarkington, There yeah. you go. All right, so let's go. <laughs> Everybody's going. I mean, I didn't love that either, but. You oh, know, no, no, that's a good one. Okay, yeah, I, I would have taken all any of those Dandy, three. Yeah, I thought that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, and I loved yeah. how you brought up Francis on the week yeah, after, yeah, we, after we beat the, the, big of the Vikings, the Vikings right? yeah. Look, See, Jeff, all this, this is like, it's like ring theory, man. It all refers back to, each, to itself. Well, just it's a point. make a reference that I'll understand. I'm only 34. All right. Wow. Well, the uh, all right. The how uh, about this the, one? The Squidward to our SpongeBob, the, jackass, the third jackass over here. <laughs> Swag, <laughs> yeah, man. What's the oh, Squidward? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if you're SpongeBob, does that make me Patrick? The, Patrick. You're Patrick. Yeah. Star. Well, I'd rather be Patrick than the slug. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You don't want to be Gary. Gary, Gary yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you? Did you Vinny, Vinny, he's uh, what's what's that? Uh, Mr. Mr. Crib Cribs. Vinny, what's the bad guy? Mr. Cri- no, it's Plankton. Mr. Crab. Guy. Mr. Plankton, yeah. Mr. Plankton, that's yeah. what I meant to say. But Who's, they work at the crust Get educated. Crab. Get educated, bro, on <laughs> your freaking SpongeBob, bro. Seriously, if you're going to use the reference. Yeah, didn't no, you name a dog after that slug one time? Don't I, you? I did. You, I did. you have a dog named Gary? I did. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, R.I.P. Gary. Uh, <laughs> but, but man, I'm I'm so glad to be here, and I, I'm repping the boys tonight. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, so uh, so you know so w- you know we are hosting a uh, a tailgate party for the Raiders Titans game here in Nashville, September 25th. We will be at uh, Acme Feed and Seed, and we're gonna bring the boys with us. We're just gonna let them tag along. We're gonna let them play. We're gonna give them a merch table, they, all that good they stuff. They need the exposure. They need the exposure. They don't abs- have any abs- fans. No, they no. There's no fans at all. So. So, so, yeah, so, you know, we're going to black out Nashville, but, you know, we figured, you know, we're for the boys, so come on out here. We'll set you up a little spot and all that, and we'll have a big time, man. So there'll be two Titan fans there, probably. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah, and you're repping their gear tonight. I'm repping the gear, man. Yeah, that boys the, is not the, the Cowboys, sil- boys. No, absolutely not, because it's silver and black, man. It's the boys, man. It, I oh, I love this hat. It's my it's new favorite hat. hat. It's a good hat. It's a good hat. It's a good hat. Solid hat. They got good merch over there. They do help man. them out. They need the money. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Yeah, well, I, you know, I've paid their last three paychecks. I think you know, got, <laughs> yeah. gotten about one of everything. They're selling, they're selling cornhole boards and little chug things for your beer. Oh, your chug all buddies. Yeah, 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 chug, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, what's yeah. that? Do I have to have chug one of those? It's a you little, probably. Yeah, you, you're gonna. Is that like to a shoey? 
It's similar. It's, it's similar. A, like a yeah, it's like a thing that goes on top of a can, and then you, and you punch it and you chug it. Like you basically shotgun. It's basically it. like a shotgun. Oh. It's like a shotgun straw. Do they have is. Raider versions of those? I think there's a black well, there's one. There's probably a black oh, one. Yeah. A black we one. might have to have Uncle Mosh doing a chug buddy on here. Oh, I could do a chug buddy. That'd be good. Buddy. That'd, be good. Well, yeah. that'd, be, that'd be good on the TikToks. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the TikToks, if after this show, yes. uh, go check out our TikTok channel because we're going to do our press, uh, our post show press conference yes. live on the TikTok. So definitely go check that on the TikToks. All right. Thank you for all of those of you joining us tonight. Everybody that's in the chat room tonight, uh, Ebony Graves is in there. Esteban is in there. Kevin is in there. Kevin's Kevin the Raider Nerd. Paul in Shropshire, Mississippi, otherwise known as the UK, is in there. William Holcomb, Vibrator. Uh, Vibrator says, the beavis to your butthead. <laughs> oh, there you go. Sweet. Um, <laughs> <Ron Julio>. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you said booty. Uh, let's see. Pineapple's in there. Uh, RM is in there. Uh, <laughs> What? How many butts does she have? <laughs> <laughs> She's got one. You do the voice really that good. Was, that was really good. <laughs> she got a peach. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Um, okay. So, uh, anyway, so appreciate all of those of you where you can find us each and every week at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, yes. youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. And you can also find us anywhere you can find a podcast. Uh, just type in Raiders Fan Radio and uh, into your favorite search engine uh, or uh, podcast player or internet connected device, and you can find us there. And we are uh, supported by our partners at Fansided and also Just Blog Baby, where we are the official Raiders podcast. And so if you are on the webs, uh, the interwebs, as the kids say, you could go to Just Blog Baby, and when you scroll down on any of their pages or stories, you'll find little Raiders Fan Radio pop up on there. So. I, I know that you don't like my conspiracy theories. I'm on the wrong podcast for that. And I know you don't like me to derail things, but this is actually pertinent. Okay. Pertin away. Pertin away. Just real quick, like, <laughs> okay. I have further proof that there is only one Mangai. Okay. Okay, go. Okay. Matthew Mangus, who's in the chat, and his brother Daniel, who are in the chat. My theory is that it's one guy with a laptop and his desktop, right? And, yes. he's, and he's being both. Matthew, the character Matthew, says, I love Beavis and Butthead. You know why he loves Beavis and Butthead? Because there was one man who did both voices. Oh, Boom! There you go. Drop my mic. <laughs> Respect Mike Judge. Absolutely. 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 And speaking of people in the chat, Captain yeah. Jack Rackham is in there. <laughs> Are you fuckers? Hey! hey Captain Jack, Captain man. Jack. Good to see you, buddy. What's up? Our good buddy, Captain yeah. Jack, man. Look forward to seeing you. Let us know if you're coming to Tennessee. Uh, his ass better be better in come to Tennessee. Come join us up for our tailgate. Uh, so anyway, so thank you to all of those of you and supporting us in all the different ways that you can. Do me a favor though, when you are on those services, when you're on the YouTube's and the wherever you're at, hit the like. Hit the subscribe. Uh, it helps the show algorithm. If you like what we do here on the YouTubes, go back afterwards. Put a comment in the comment section. That helps it all. And uh, and we have gotten a ton of new listeners late, lately. Uh, also, respect to the guys, uh, Mo Moten and Scott Gobranson at Silver no and Black kidding. today. Absolutely. I uh, did my, my second spot with those guys this last week. How was that? Was it fun? Fantastic. Those guys are the best. It's great just chopping it up with them about Raider football. And the, uh, and the response has been overwhelmingly positive. And I thank all of those of you. Uh, so very, very much for all your kind comments uh, on Twitter and our socials and all the new subscribers we're getting out of it and all that. Like, cannot appreciate you enough. That is uh, super, super cool. And and uh, for those of you that don't know that are new to the show, 
what we do with all the proceeds and all the attention that we may ever get around here that results in advertising dollars and whatever else. We have a nonprofit called the One Nation Foundation, and 100% of our money goes to the One Nation Foundation. And, uh, and this year, we're going to look forward to presenting a big old fat check to the Bolitnikoff Foundation, uh, which in turn funds a place. I believe they're changing the name of it. It used to be called Tracy's Place of Hope. Right. Now I believe it's called the Bolitnikoff Center of Hope, something Perfect. like that. Oh, okay. And I'll have a new press release to read about that uh, probably by the next show. But yeah, they're expanding this stuff. And it's all because of not only the donations that that you, Raider Nation, provide through us and our foundation, yes. but all the amazing organizations, including the Raiders themselves, that contribute to it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and we're and we're cooking up something special for the, you know, the One Nation Foundation yes. is gonna grow. Oh, dude. It's gonna grow, man. And and it all and it all goes to these same places. So you know, our eight thousand dollar check that we're hoping to give this year. You know, we could be we could be you know getting some fat stacks over to some of these other foundations and stuff like that. So stay tuned, man. This is going to be so much fun. The One Nation Foundation is about to blow it's up. It's about to blow up, man. We are so stoked and so thankful. And, and again, it, and it, none of that happens without you guys. Yes. Uh, all right, hey Swag Jeff, while you got the mic, buddy. Yeah. Why don't you tell us what we do with our episode numbers every week? Oh my gosh. Well, uh, Uncle <laughs> Uncle Mosh groaned last week when I wasn't here when we were talking about that. Oh, about the I, episode numbers. He I, goes, yeah, I know. Yeah, just say it already. We know what the hell you Oh, doing. yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't yeah, like you your know big why setup. I do that? Why do you do that? Because uh, when I do this really cool thing about the man guy. Yeah. I go, yeah, I got this whole thing about the man guy. And you go, let's hear about Captain Jack. I'm like, you. Oh, I laughed. You bitch. It was just <laughs> a. It was. I'm not allowed to hit you anymore. Okay. So. It may so you're just, just going to verbally abuse me. <laughs> like I haven't done that for the last yeah, 25 right? years. Exactly, right? exactly. No, oh my actually, gosh. you do some good stuff on those I do things. some good stuff. So, but, and we, but and we've you know got what? new listeners, so you got to set these things up because Absol- you got somebody new listening. Absolutely, man. So each and every week, uh, we're on episode 256. Each and every week, I take a significant moment within Raider Nation and relate it back to our episode number. And yes, I do have some good ones. You do have some good ones. But I've been outshined. My buddy T Hum, the assistant to the assistant to the assistant yeah. to the assistant general manager of episode numbers. Did you do a good one? He does so like I may just quit. You outshine, I mean? <laughs> outshine, outshine. Yeah, absolutely. So shout uh, out Chris Cornell. Oh, there you go. Um, so episode two fifty six, and I got a few for you. So uh, we'll start with the two thousand and eleven season. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so we're going to be highlighting a running back. Who is it? In two thousand eleven. Yeah. Ooh. Michael Bush. You're 100% right. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. Let's go. go. So we're going to be highlighting Michael Bush. Let's so, effing go, So man. Michael Bush, the 2011 season, this is like the first season that he's come back from his injury, right? So we drafted him. Yeah. He was hurt, had his, all of his leg stuff, all that. Yeah, well, ACL, right? ACL, MCL. I mean, I pretty. I mean, his, yeah, his I remember, leg was yeah. like hanging yeah, on yeah, by a yeah, string. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. him it was and bad. Darren were going back and forth between that and the list Frank injury and all. Absolutely, that. that was like right. if we if 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 Michael Bush and Darren McFadden ever would have been completely healthy at the same time, oh, could yeah. have been one of the beastiest oh, backfields ever. Well, you're exactly but, yeah. right. So he started that 2011 season as the third string running back because he was coming back from the injury. Right, right. Well, injuries happened, and so he actually started and played in nine games. And in nine games, he rushed for 977 yards Let's go, and man. seven touchdowns in nine Baller. games. Ball stud. He rushed the ball that season 256 times. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, so he was doing work. He was putting in work 256 rushes in nine games. That's crazy. That's Holy crazy. cow. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. Jeez, oh, Pete. That's, that's, a lot. that's more than Much. 25 rushes a game. Yeah, it's a ton. 
Much respect. It's a tie. Yeah. Much, Much respect. respect. That's a yeah. good one. That's a so good one. So are you going to do T-Homs right now? I'm going to do Well, then let me them. throw in this Weasley one, then. Do it. The 256, the area code, Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville, Alabama. What Raiders from Huntsville, Alabama? Former Raider. I don't know. Played for Huntsville High School. Really? Nick Morrow. Oh, oh, no kidding. No way. Yeah, linebacker for I just us. saw him ah. the other day because he's playing for the Bears. He's playing for the Bears. Yeah, 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 Bears. yeah. Right, right on. on. Oh, yeah, good one, From Huntsville, Alabama. Right yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Sorry. So, wow, uh, so, so now I'm going to lay a couple of career stats on. Oh, okay. come on. We, we love, we love a good career stat. So yeah, the we first, do. we're going to be highlighting James Jett. Okay. So James Jett played for the Raiders from 93 to 02 and is the sixth is sixth on the Raiders all-time receiving yards list with 4417 yards. The only players that are ahead of him are Tim Brown, Fred Belitnikoff, Cliff Branch, Todd Christensen and Art Powell. Nice. So that's wow. a solid Holy, list. That's a solid, solid list. I didn't realize man. he was there nine years. He was yeah. there nine yeah. seasons, Dang. man. It yep. was the fastest guy in the NFL for all of them. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So he had 256 career receptions oh, as a Raider. Nice. Come yeah. on. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. And so the he Knicks. He did good tonight. He did good tonight, man. So he actually had. The, I found the Michael Bush one, but he had, he sent me that one too. So okay. he, I mean, all he right. had all T-Hom three. T-Hom sent that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the next career stat is uh, Eric Allen. So Eric okay, Allen played right. right corner from 98 to 01 for the Silver and Black yeah. and intercepting 15 passes during that time. He returned those interceptions for a total of 256 oh, yards. Let's go. Come on. Allen. T-Hom. Let's go. Coming you in clutch, man. You trained your Padawan well, Swag Jeff. All right. That is solid. Absolutely. Great job, amazing? everybody. Yeah, that was that was awesome, man. Those, yep. those were good ones in there. And I uh, appreciate everybody. Uh, uh, everybody. Well, you and Tom. <laughs> well, yeah. Everybody being you two guys. Yeah, there you go. Uh, appreciate those. All right, let's get some contact information and then let's get to some respect. Okay. Uh, my contact information is gone, by the way. It's off my charts. All right. Well, I'll yeah, see. I've so got over here. You can reach us. Oh, there it is. It's been moved. Woo! Hey, Woo. Raider Nation. Hey, Thank you, Swaggy J. Here with an updated contact in contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346. Or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Hey, email hey. me. Tell them where the button is. At RaidersFanRadio.com. <laughs> or what about reaching out to us on some Murph of that just stares social at us media that. stuff Swaggy likes? <laughs> Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at, at Twitter, Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Talky Talk. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. That's Paul's favorite. Or what about the Twitch? Some yeah, of you out there twitching. Twitch. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Yeah, it was. Why do you always say that? Because <laughs> it's funny. It's a lot. It's not that funny. 
Where's my pan? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe I should get rubber bands. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so when way we to recover, have, way to recover. When we have Murph in the in the studio, uh, uh, QB QB Jeff, he always looks at us like, "How do you guys do that?" When we do the phone number. You know, and it's like, uh, been he's, doing this for a few years. But he's, he's going to have to learn how to do he's, that. He's catching on. He's catching on. Yeah, yeah he's going to do, yeah, absolutely. Being the color guy. Yeah, well, and MTSU is known for the, hey, it's, 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 a, it's a tackle by a, you know, a plethora of Blue Raiders on the play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a Kroger sack. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, hey, so but, annoying. But, but, That's but, so annoying. But much Mike res- Keith, if you're listening. <laughs> but uh, much respect to QB Jeff, the new uh, color commentator for the MTSU Blue Raiders. That is, uh, we affectionately refer to him as QB Jeff around here, is how you know him. But uh, yeah, he uh, once upon a time was a quarterback at Middle Tennessee State University, and now he takes the role as the second man in the booth there for the radio broadcast. So uh, congratulations to him on that. Um, all right, let's get to some respect at the top of the show. Uh, one I, did, I forgot to put in the show notes, but respect the Raiderettes celebrated their 60th anniversary yes. this yes. last week. And speaking yes. of Murphy's, Jeff's sister, Dude. Michelle, Raiderette yeah. of the Year 2014. I watched her I watched her Instagram story Me today. Me too. Yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. And, like, and it was like 87 things that you had to click <laughs> yeah, through or whatever, yeah, all yeah. these fun videos of all them and stuff. And they're touring the facility and down you know, close to the field for the game and all that stuff. That looked like a freaking blast. Looked like a freaking blast. Yeah. yeah. And they had Raiderettes from all the different different eras there yes. from the 60s all the way That's through. So, cool. so, so very, very cool. So much respect, of course, to uh, football's fabulous females, to the Raiderettes. Um, okay, a little uh, personal note here. I'm just going to keep this brief. Much respect to my son, Tristan. That's why I'm wearing the Salute to Service Raiders hat tonight. Coming home from overseas, from, from serving over in, uh, at his naval base in Rota, Spain, and he is, uh, he's back on U.S. soil, and we look forward to having him home uh, tonight. So uh, much respect to him and appreciate all of the young yes. and, well, not just young, but all the men and women that are serving abroad. And, uh, and as Mach mentioned on the show last week, we have a lot of armed, surfers, um, armed forces radio folks uh, checking out the show, and so just know we appreciate you and, and respect you uh, for doing what you do every day when you go to work. Um, all right, next up, I want to give respect to, all right, and here's a new one. Here's a new name you've never heard. Okay. Jared Ligriani. Any, oh, no, that's Mr. Ligriani's uh, son. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so here's who Jared Ligriani is. Jared Ligriani is a, uh, not a show. Ligriani. Ligriani. Is it Ligriani? Yeah, you're, you're throwing in an extra vowel oh, I'll there. put in an extra one. Yeah, oh. it's Ligriani. Yeah, he's missing an eye. No, he's not. No, he's not. That's Captain Jack that's missing the eye. (laughs) (laughs) Are you fuckers? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Jared Legrani, um, he is the the producer of the NFL broadcast uh, and and a guy that controls the camera work for uh, the Raiders broadcast, okay? Oh, nice. Yeah, so because all the... The regular season games for Raider games and everybody else, those are all produced by CBS, you know, NBC, whatever. The preseason games, though, are in-house productions, okay? So it's run by the Raiders themselves. So there was something going around on Facebook this week. There was a little bit of controversy. Go figure, a little controversy on Facebook. Um, There was a picture that a fan had taken at the game of the cameraman at at this Raider game against the Vikings. And there was a picture for them to take note of the cameramen of shots that they wanted to have on the on TV. Sure. 
At the top of the thing is a picture of the two greatest Raiders super fans there is. It's Gorilla Rilla and Violator. As an example of, yes, this is what we want on camera. Right below that, with a big giant red X through it, is like 15 other fans. Like some of them like Lucille, like people that we know and have seen numerous times on right. the show. And so the, 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 basically the response from Raider Nation was, here we go. It's them filtering us out. They only want to project Raider Nations a certain way. They're not willing to like share it with everybody. And like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're trying to like hide it and like craft it and not let it be organic and all the things that we were afraid of this fabricated version of Raider Nation. This so a lot of people were like, here we go. This is the bullshit that we were afraid of, but shout out and much respect to Jared because uh, Scott Gilbranson, our buddy is who now is, uh, you know, he's got connections to the PR team for the Raiders and whatnot. Got a message out to this guy and Jared on one of, because I made a Twitter post about it, basically just kind of like asking what was going on. Jared responded, and here's what he said It's actually types of shots, it's the composition, it's not particular fans or what they're wearing. The two OGs on top were fans that I didn't mind singling out. Otherwise, I prefer groups cheering at the field, not at the camera. Raider Nation will be seen. Okay. Let's go. Right. Quit that, trying to right think on. what other people are doing. Stay out of their damn business. <laughs> you don't know, Jack Wagon. Seriously, <laughs> Seriously. they don't know. They, don't, they know. don't know. It could have been, wow, maybe these are the people they've already done, so you put the X through them. Who knows? Quit trying to assume that everything's a contravesty. There's only one main guy. If you want a contravesty, if you want... Well, ah, geez. well there's two... Yeah, well, so we Stevie, can't Wonder, take, Stevie we, Wonder can see. That's we the can't other. take a picture behind over here with Mosh because a similar picture is sitting right here and it's going to have a picture of one main guy and it has like a check mark by it and then two, it has a big slash through it. Yes! <laughs> yeah. uh, that's awesome. Holy but anyways, but hey... He didn't have to do that. No, he didn't. No, that he was, didn't that, have to do yeah, that. Good job. That That's, Good job. I, I got a lot of respect for that. All right, next up, we're going to give respect to a guy that we give a lot of respect to around here. But uh, I, I want to feature some of these audio highlights because this happened. Uh, it's now been a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but I want to give respect to Darren Waller. I mentioned it right at the end of the show last week. Just celebrated five years sober. Yes. Much respect to much, him. Much, much respect, respect to, to Max awesome. Crosby uh, and, and their journeys through sobriety, man. That's uh, that is amazing of what they're doing. And and so Darren was on the Bussin' with the Boys podcast and dropped some amazing sound bites. No I gotta kidding. give him, you know this doesn't need to be the Will Compton uh, you know uh, love fest here, but like the, he's turned into a good interviewer. He's Very pulling good. good stuff out of out of the, these players, and when he's pulling them out of out of, out of Raiders. We're all about it, man. This is fantastic yeah. audio. So first up, let's and Darren check it. pulled something out of him too. Like they, like oh, I that mean, got emotional, got man. To, yeah, and, it was and good solid. emotion. Like that solid. was that was. I mean, touching. Like that yeah. was that was an incredible podcast. That that's like, in terms of like just podcast quality. Like that's gold right there. Like Perfect. those two guys chopping it up. Well, so and it's hard hitting and it's life. You know, and that's Amen. and that's Thank the you. thing. You know, it's 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 because what we don't we, we don't get to see life away from the ball unless it's something that somebody screwed up on, right? You know, that's uh, a great we, we, point. We, it's it, it we we need to see that. We need to see that these guys are real, man. That they have real life struggles. 
yeah, they're millionaires, but they still struggle with the same stuff that every other swinging Louis has that that is, you know, struggling with. You know, yeah, it's a great point, Mosh, and you're right. And I mean, they're talking about loss of a parent. They're talking about, you know, you know, having tough conversations with those that you love. Talking about obviously the sobriety. Thing. I mean, just isolation, like all these like deep things. But again, I got to give them props because the way that it's packaged, though. It's Will. So it's dick and fart jokes. It's middle school mm-hmm. humor. Yeah. But you're still doing these, but you're getting to these these roots of these amazing things. And so anyways, everything like you just said, Mosh, is in, uh, absolutely um, just w- well received and, 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 and well put on that. And so anyway, so, here, so they talk a little bit about football, yeah. obviously, and this is great. So Will starts asking him about linebackers covering him. Is there a backer, a linebacker out there that you... Absolutely not. That you would give respect to, <laughs> that you've seen, you're like, oh, I mean, he's got a little more to him than the majority of these boys out here. Oh, it's a lot of good. Oh, I thought you were about to ask like a linebacker covering me. That's what I am asking. No. You see a linebacker <laughs> on you, excluding myself. Like, you see a linebacker excluding on you. Excluding myself. You're like, all right, I'm going to give this boy more props than everybody else in the league. I mean, I don't even really see linebackers. It must be, if it's like a zone, then it's like a linebacker's in that zone. But man-to-man, I can't tell you the last time a linebacker guard be man-to-man. Just approach situation. And you're saying there's no linebacker, linebacker out there that can hold you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's so good. Come on. So I good. That's it. amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, I mean, because normally it's safeties coming down or it's slot corners, you know, up against him and stuff like that. Yeah, no linebacker is going to – they don't have the speed that he does. I mean, because the guy is freaking fast. You know, four three guy and he's six six. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bananas. Yeah, it's, it's ban- unbelievable. It's bananas ones. And I'm glad you brought that up about – um, about guys uh, cover who do like safeties covering him, because so then Will follows that up with like, okay, well, like who's typically covering you? Who do you have like good battles with? So here he mentions Derwin James. I always, I always give big respect to Derwin James because we always go like back and forth. Like I win some reps, he'll win some reps. That's probably the most even matchup. Most teams like throw a lot of different people at me. Like there's not really just like one person that's just like following me around. There's one game like we played the Dolphins and Byron Jones followed me around, and that I, I enjoyed that matchup. That was like. I got him a few times, and he was on me a couple times. But there's not, like, one person where I was just like, I don't feel like like he just won the matchup. I can't say that's anybody. I love that, man. Can't say that there's anybody that's ever beat him in a matchup. It's, and it's- what did they used to say about him? He was, he was the, the best athlete on the field. And they weren't – you know, they, and, and that wasn't just coach speak. That wasn't talking about just our the best of our 11. It was the best of the 22 that you know, this guy is this guy's the real deal. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. And hopefully they'll get his contract done soon. You know, they've got the Raiders have some room, but I let me ask you this, Mosh, just real quick. Um, don't you get the feel because a lot of people are like, why have we signed him? Why have we signed him? I, I feel like okay, we don't have a ton of money. We have enough certainly to sign him, but don't you feel like we need to get through the rest of the preseason to make sure there's not like a major injury or like anything? And then like maybe at that point, that's when they'll focus on getting getting Waller's deal done. I, and he because he's not making a deal out of it at all. No, and, and and again, it's it's the it's the business part of it. He's he's got so many other things in his world that he hired this guy. He gives this guy fifteen percent of his salary to do this for him. So when it's time, they'll make the deal. The, he'll, the, guy, the guy has his best interest. He's got a good agent. The guy has his best interest in, in at heart. So he's going to say, this is good. Ink it. Let's go. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I think, I think he's going to be okay. And it's, I mean, it's not, we're not, this is not a big, you know, oh, 
you know, he's this guy's holding out. What are we going to do? This is, you know, uh-uh. It's wow. not like that. Uh-huh. So, you know, uh, maybe they'll make a conspiracy out of that next. <laughs> yeah. Maybe his picture will be on the next camera, you know, with a big oh, red yeah, X. Yeah, with yeah, a yeah. big red Don't X show through. Darren Waller on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so next up, so let's hear, so Darren talks a little bit about his teammates, um, and I, this guy is becoming one of my my new favorite Raiders. Yeah. Not only for his play on the field, but I like I like weird Raiders or, or quirky or whatever else. That's why I like Jonathan Abram. But that's why I love Phil Villapiano and Ted Hendricks and Jack Tatum and like because they're all like they're all well, they're interesting, individuals, they're you interesting know? characters. Yeah. That's why Sistrunk, the man from Mars, Mosh's all time favorite player. They're weird dudes. You know what I mean? So I like a weird guy. And so Amir Abdullah is like kind of like this, like like kind of like, and we talk about with Matt Collins too, like kind of like like hippy dippy about some mm-hmm. stuff. So uh, Waller talks about Abdullah. Well, and, uh, and Amir Abdullah also played with Will at Nebraska. So Will, so that's oh, a comic, cool. yep. comic connection for them. And uh, and Abdullah, if, if you haven't noticed in the pregame or in pregame in the preseason here. He's done awesome in the open field. Like, totally. I have a feeling Kenyon Drake may not be on this team. I know he's got some guaranteed money, but oh. like there's it's That's a little a bold prediction. It's dude. a little duplication of player, and we've got a lot of running backs. Yep. And Amir Abdullah look, not only is he great in, in the return game, but you toss him those little screen plays and stuff like McDaniels likes to run. Yep. Abdullah looks fantastic. So it looks they, really, really good. Yeah, right. So anyway, so but let's see, let's hear Waller talk about him. Hey, no, nah, I knew I loved Amir because he was a. Uh, he got to the team early this offseason, and I'll see him doing, like, these, like, caveman body movements. Like, this is, like, after we run, after we work out, he's in there working, like, these movements. So I'm like, oh, no, nah, everybody's not doing those movements. And then it's like, we got to practice, and I guess, like, the Patriot way, like, they like doing all these, like, angle, like, one-on-one tackling, like, and he is shaking people's souls out of their body. Like You're talking about where you run around the cone and then yeah. everybody's kind of meeting in the he middle? Is look, yeah, just looking Bro, dangerous he out there. Juicy. And then I ran to him at the pool one day. <laughs> I guess where he stays at, and he's talking about how he's out in Joshua Tree filming something, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I fuck, I fuck with him here." Whoops! Little <laughs> 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 Darren Waller slipping an F bomb on us there, but yeah, but uh, dude, I'm I love uh, Amir. Um, David Boyd in the chat. No, is it David Boyd? Uh, well, William Holcomb says he thinks that uh, Drake could be trade bait. Um, David Boyd says it's going to come down to blocking. That's something that we don't talk enough about. I think as fans at times, is that. Pass blocking is huge for running backs. That's why when, when rookies struggle, it's not because of their ability to, uh, to run the football. It's their ability to, pack, to pick up and pass protection because you got to know where those blitzes are coming from and all that. Like, that's such a massive thing. Um, so that's an interesting point to see if it, uh, uh, when it comes down to um, <laughs> Raider Roos is blocking. We don't need no stinking blocking. <laughs> uh, well, not a right tackle anyways. All right, so next up, let's go to one more thing. So this was one of the... In terms of on the field, this was one of the ones that jumped out at me, and I want to hear from both of you guys on this. I'm not going to even set it up. I'm just going to go ahead and play this and, and see what your guys' takeaway is from this comment. A lot of times in the past couple of years where I felt like I didn't have, like, it was like a clear, defined attack in the red zone or, like, a plan for me specifically. I felt like it was just kind of like, what the f*** am I doing sometimes? Yeah. But now I kind of feel like that's something that's in place with Josh and developing just off of this offseason alone. So it's kind of asking him about, how did your role in the red zone come about? Because that's a that's a that's a big thing. Like yeah, like for me, like there's no reason why I'm, my big ass shouldn't be you know. Oh yeah, but I'm dominating in the red zone yeah. at all times. You know, Jeff, we struggled so much in the red zone the last couple of years. Yeah. That blows my mind how a coach as good as he was 
like Gruden, didn't have a plan for Darren Waller? Are you effing kidding me? No wonder we sucked. Well, you know, that's that's kind of what we've been talking about all offseason with, uh, with Josh McDaniels. You know, he sees the talent that he has, and then he puts specific things at specific uh, times for those people. That's why you see, you know, I mean, you, I mean, I hate to always compare this upcoming season with, you know, with the Patriot offense and stuff like that, but that's who he was running. He was running the Patriot offense. So, you know, I mean, we've always said, and we've said all offseason, you know, one week it's this running back. One week it's this wide receiver. One time it's this, you know, he's just got different plans for different things. And, you know, where Gruden, you know, yes, was, you know, a great, you know, great coach and stuff and had his game plan, but like he was very strict to his game plan yeah. and was not going to be adaptive and just, you know, and he's just going to do what he's going to do. So it's great to see that, you know, I mean, and talk about Patriot tight ends, you know, I mean, they had some of the best, you know, coming through. So yeah. So if they can use a guy like Waller in specific situations in the red zone, I mean, how many touchdowns did Aaron Hernandez and Gronk have, you know, back in, you know, back yeah, whenever that yeah. was, I mean, I mean, they were scoring every touchdown for the offense. Mosh that as a coach, as a former, coaches you are I I understand that like Gruden was married to his system and I get all that but don't you like at some point you got to be at least like to not have that we we just talked about how athletic Darren Waller is and how amazing of a a tight end he is to not have a plan for that guy does does that compute to you at all Uh, you got as a good coach and and trust me I'm not I'm not I'm not trashing Gruden because I you know as a coach I liked him but you have to be adaptable and when when you can get in the red zone as many times as we do and we end up with three points you know there's you have to you have to at some point you have to have somebody in in your field in your group in your circle that goes coach we got to get seven instead of three we got it we got to look at if it's if it's your offensive coordinator if it's your play caller if it's if it's your best friend if it's the guy you go to lunch with every day you know i don't care who it is but somebody has to has to tap you on the shoulder and go there's an opportunity for four more points we can't just settle and i think that was gruden's so bear with me for a second sure. if if he feels we can get to the red zone and we can come away with something that's better than coming away with nothing so instead of pushing 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 for the seven we would settle for the three so he's looking at that as a win we at least got three and i i think that was part of the problem in and now if we go with somebody that's going to be more aggressive and is going to say three's not enough Making the playoffs is not enough. I want the effing trophy. Let's go. Let's you know, go. Yeah. That's that's yeah. and I think that's the difference. That's the new mindset. Three ain't enough. Gruden was brought in to rebuild, to do, to do, to to the the ten years for the new dynasty. Blah blah blah. Maybe some of that has been done. Maybe we're back to the winning mentality. We if we can get through last year, we can get through let's anything. Go. Well, so we, let's move on. Let's quit settling for the three, not to take anything away from our three boy, but let's let's get the seven. You're absolutely right. You know, I mean, our coaching staff, they are seasoned champions. 
You know, they know what it's like to win the big one. And so, yeah, so they're not going to settle. I mean, look at look at on the sideline during the uh, during I think it's I think it was during the the Vikings game where I mean McDaniel's was pissed that we had to kick oh, a field goal oh, two yes. games in a row. Like, yes. I mean, oh, but what, this last one, yes, last he one, lost we were his on, mind. Yeah. We were on like the five yard line yeah. or something, yeah. had to yeah. kick a field goal, and, you and know he what he's lost saying. his shit. He's like, we're not doing that shit anymore. No, that's the old that's the old school. The uh, new school yeah, says yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. We get more. Yeah, good call. Good stuff there, guys. Got a lot to look forward to this offseason for sure. And, uh, and yeah, and, and hopefully we'll get this deal done soon and we'll get to, get to see Darren Waller out there kicking ass, man. And, and you know, anybody that was critical of, of Waller uh, last year in his play and, like, whether he was dedicated to the team and the criticism he got for going to Las Vegas Aces, you know, basketball game where his girlfriend's playing, also owned by the owner, Mark David. Like, easy with, with the criticism of the guy. He was playing through injuries. He's Fine. Leave him alone. Be excited about the idea that you got one of the most elite tight ends in the freaking game. Yeah. He's right Listen there. Listen to this Bustin' with the Boys podcast and then talk about his commitment to the team. Right. You know Thank what you. I mean? Like, holy Thank cow. You. Like, this guy loves this organization. Amen. Hi, this is AJ Cole from the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Just win, baby. This is Trent Sig, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Just win, baby. I appreciate everybody joining us tonight live on the YouTubes, youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Jeff, we've had some donations come in tonight. Did you yeah, get a chance abs- to catch Yeah, absolutely. Those? Yeah, so Tyrone Graves had a $5 donation come in, and uh, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider with a 1911 donation. Uh, you guys are the best. Much respect. Much respect, and 100% of that money, of course, goes to the One Nation Foundation, which is our nonprofit. Uh, <laughs> Tyrone Graves says, I have numbers carved into my dashboard because of your old promo. Thanks a lot, Uncle Mike. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> nice. At least, you know, somebody was listening. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. Ten, our tens and tens of listeners out there. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, next up, so we've got a relatively new uh, segment that we do once in a while around here. We call it the Sea of Pendejos because <laughs> it's our favorite. <laughs> it might be our new favorite. Because so we do the Sea of Fans, which is where we celebrate the amazing <laughs> listeners of Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, and at somebody at one point in our comment section on the YouTube's said was was talking about somebody that we were referring to like Mike Florio or whatever and said this is more like the segment just should be called the Sea of Pendejos. So what we do is we take Bendejos, and we highlight them once in a while. Well, we came up with this 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 audio track that was provided to us by my cousin Sonny, and uh, and and we featured the the uh, uh, sound clips from uh, Cheech and Chong up in smoke when Cheech is teaching Chong how to say Pendejos and yeah. all that kind of stuff. All right. So okay, so uh, let me okay. just stop you okay, for please. one second because right. so see a pendejo, so, so you know see a fans. We always say m- more of you and less of us. Yeah. So is that is more more of us and less of you? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we're, this is where we're going to play a small clip of you, and then we're going to make fun of you. Perfect. Okay. All right. So so this is how amazing though the Raiders fan radio listening audience is. <laughs> they pay attention to all the smallest of things and all the smallest of details. And someone sent me on the TikToks a pendejo song. So instead no of the one that we made, 
we're going to feature the one that somebody else made, and I don't know where it came from, so I can't, I can't shout it out or, or, or give respect. But to whoever you were that tagged us in this thing, thank you, because now here's our new version of the Sea of Pendejos. Pendejo. <laughs> Pendejo. <laughs> Pendejo. <laughs> Pendejo. <laughs> Pendejo. Yes. <laughs> yes. So and you don't good. know where that came from? Uh, somebody tagged us on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's great. The freaking best. All right. So who is in the sea of Pendejos? Well, there's, there's two. All right. So it's two, but it comes out of one soundbite. And so for the sea of Pendejos this week, we've got uh, Justin Simmons, who is the safety for the Broncos. And he is on Good Morning Football, okay? Why? And, and, well, they're, so they're asking him about – so here's one thing that's funny. So Kyle Brandt asks him, have you picked off Russ yet in practice? And listen to how Justin Simmons basically says, I pick him off all the time. And there's, a, there's a, like an underlying like, oh. theme coming out of Broncos camp that Russ does not look good. And so that is amazing. So – we're going to celebrate that. And listen to the way he kind of he kind of hedges it, but I'll leave you to that to listen. But then they ask him about the Let's Ride thing. Mm. And then I've got something for you. I've got a question for you, Raider Nation, when we get to the end of the Let's Ride thing, uh, which is Jeff's favorite. So here we go. Let's check in with uh, Justin Simmons and uh, on Good Morning Football. Justin, have you picked him in practice yet? <laughs> uh, maybe a few times, you know, not too happy about it, but he's also got me a few times, uh, you know, the way that the way that he's able to look off and then that that deep ball, you know, I've only been up against him one time and in, in, uh, when he was in Seattle. So that deep ball is serious. So he's definitely been pushing me, like I said. It is serious. You know, it's not quite as serious, but we can't stop saying this. We can't stop saying, let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. We're saying it during commercial breaks. We're saying it on the air. We take away. Let's ride. It's his, 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 this catchphrase that Russ has is all over his social media. People love it. Are you guys talking about they- it in the locker room? Are you talking about let's ride? Are you saying it? What are your thoughts on the let's ride frenzy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we say it all the time. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys saw the clips with the... Uh, uh, Brandon Marshall and, uh, you know, Pac-Man when they were here at training camp and mm-hmm. all the receivers were having a blast. Uh, you know, it's all fun and games. We obviously say it all the time when we're around That's Russ right. and, you know, he gets a, he gets a kick right. out of it. Okay, I can't listen to that anymore. Okay, but so here's what. Here's, Make me puke. I know, right? It's, it's so stupid. Okay, so, but first I want to say that. Did you hear that? He, were, he was like, like, yeah, I might have picked him a few times. That's a hedge. I'm a I'm big on language. I'm big on body language and, and nonverbal communication. Yes. He kind of almost wiggled in his chair a little bit. He's like, yeah, maybe a few times. No, he's picking Russ all the freaking time in practice. Yep. That's beautiful news for us. Yeah. Well, um, you know, Russ, when he shows up wearing his own jersey to practice, you know what I mean? Have you seen that clip? No. no. What oh, did he my, do? Oh, my gosh. He has a retro Broncos jersey of himself, like one of those Mitchell and Ness ones or whatever. Stop and it, it says three Wilson on the back, and he's getting out of his big-ass truck or whatever, oh, walking no. to practice behind music or whatever. He's wearing his own jerseys to practice. So not on the field practicing. No. He's that, was wearing... he, that was street clothes. And then he changed into his Wilson jersey. He oh came to win there with, with the Wilson jersey. 
changed into a Wilson jersey, then showered, and then changed back into a Wilson jersey. (laughs) That's what the definition of let's ride is. (laughs) That's all that is. That's all that is. Give me a freaking break. So here's my my challenge to you, Raider Nation. Okay, say it. And here's why I played that whole stupid let's ride uh, bullshit. Here's the, here's what I want to do. We need to come up. We our audience is so fantastic at coming up with catchphrases. The, the, the our good friend Big Raider Trucker Emiliano came up with the what started in uh, what, what what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Right um, when we had a catchphrase contest, let's think up something we can use on this show to make fun of. Let's ride. I don't know what that is. <laughs> y- y- y'all think about it. Like sit on it, chat room, send like included in your emails, your voicemails, like anything that you have to make fun of Let's Ride, let's come up with something good. Because if that's what we're going to be hearing all Broncos week and all this kind of crap when we're playing them, I want us to have something good that we can hashtag, throw on our social media, like really like, you know, because we call the Broncos donkeys, like in that kind of spirit, something that's clean so we can share it with everybody. Like, let's come up with something good to counter this let's ride movement. Well, you know, and as soon as we beat them, it'll be already mojo. Adios, malingerers. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so, and I want to say this because this let's ride bullshit has been happening for, for, for a long time. You hate that, don't you? I hate that shit. Oh, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. And you've seen all these other high school teams, college teams, and all that. They're oh, cutting no. promos and no. doing the same stuff. They're like, you know, whatever country, let's ride, whatever oh, nation. no. If you do that, if, let me just put out something to every college, high school, NFL, all that. If you do this and you're copying Russell Wilson, you're an asshole. <laughs> I can I don't like you. I don't like you. Wow. This is so stupid Get because him, Jeff. you look you look ridiculous. Like that's not funny. It's like I mean it's funny in not not a good way. Like, no, because yeah. you're exactly right because that's what Phillips Rivers' wife always says to him. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Uh, Stop doing that. Stop it's not it. it's not cool. It doesn't fi- who is who is that firing up? It sounds like ASMR. Let's ride. <laughs> Get that shit out of here, man. That's so stupid. Oh my gosh, I hate the Broncos. And I hate Russell Wilson. Oh, God, we love you though. I love this passion, Jeff. Gosh. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Just mix in a catchphrase and a bad jersey and you get to the ire of swag, Jeff. No yeah, I'm the master of swag, and he's wearing his own. Sw- that would be like, well, I guess I do wear a swag Jeff jersey on this show. It's like, but now he's the asshole for that, not me. You don't pay me shit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, too funny. All right, that so, is just crazy. Yep. Uh, this is Raiders Fan Radio. I'm Brent Musburger, and I don't care who wins, as long as it's the Raiders. <laughs> Ron. Ron says, let's football good. <laughs> <laughs> he talks like Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raider Nation, let's football good. Aaron <laughs> 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 the Q-Dog Raider says, lift, let's ride. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's funny. Actually, um, he said Uber. 
Oh, he's got two of them in there. Yeah, oh, he he yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, hey, uh, appreciate pineapple in the chat room there with a uh, with a twenty dollar donation. Yeah, uh, let's see what a pineapple is. Pineapple, oh, just just a uh, contribution to the One Nation Foundation. Ebony Graves also with an I hate Russell Wilson. Wait, oh. now hold on now, because so is she fully accepted and 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 kicked out all the orange oh, and blue? But she's she come is, to the dark I mean, side. She's it, come to Raider Nation. Yeah, it's for because sure. of Wilson though. Oh, it's because think, of him. I think that was the straw. Oh, she that, didn't want to ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did not want to ride. No, she didn't want to ride. <laughs> That's amazing. But we, hey, and Miss Ebony Graves, like, yeah, you are not allowed to be a fan of anything else other than the Raiders. No, especially, uh, yeah. We can't, can't wait to meet Ebony and Tyrone who are coming. Uh, Tyrone Graves, as a $5 donation, says, first Wilson sack, we need to ride the pony dance. Yes. Shout out Marquette King. Oh, I like that. Love that. That's a good one. Love that. That's you know one. every sack that Russell Wilson takes this year, that's what's going to be. Oh. Everyone's going to be doing all yes. this kind of stuff yeah. and all that, the let's ride, all that. And, Absolutely. And, and, and you know if it's if it's Crosby that sacks him, he's going to stand over the top of him and go, ride this, bitch. Oh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're dead. You're damn that. right. Oh, we can't say that one? Sorry. No, you'd be all right. You'd be all right. <laughs> I apologize. Oh no, no, no. You're good. <laughs> That's oh, my good. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's incredible. That might be on our adults only shirt. Yeah. That's on the RFR after dark. Edgar V says, wow. <laughs> David, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, well, no, that was fun. But uh, David Boyd. No, never mind. I'll just call me that Stacey one. Stacey Ruff says, mosh with the Michelle mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was funny. Okay. All right. So let's go. Uh, let's go to camp. Uh, let's go to camp. Let's go to camp. Uh, let's check in with the Raiders at camp. And so uh, one of our favorite things about camp and otherwise during the season is the um, uh, Paul says, never apologize, Uncle Mosh. You get a lot of love in there for your comment. <laughs> um, uh, but we love the mic'd ups on the field. And uh, so we've got uh, Derek Carr uh, mic'd up this week. So let's check in with old DC4. Yeah, you got a jersey on the I didn't wear the pink one. Hey, you know what happened? It kept washing, and it kept expanding. It was so old. <laughs> that thing. Oh, bro, that thing. It was bad. It was bad. Oh, I can't wait to watch this route. Now, yeah, now we're over here. Yep. Now we're at. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come on. Come on. Oh yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's go. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh my, oh my, let's go, love you, let's go. All right, there he is, there's your, your quarterback, your captain, there's Derek Carr, uh, mic'd up at practice. So uh, Max Crosby was also mic'd up this week, but it was, uh, here, you want to do the impression of, of Max Crosby mic'd up, Mosh? Yeah. Okay, go. Hey everybody, how's it going? Yeah, no, uh, I'm mic'd up. Uh, don't forget, we're out there. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Hey, I'm mic'd up. Guys, nice. Guys, we got to get going. Uh, I'm mic'd up. <laughs> don't forget, hey, everybody, let's get fired up. Yeah, we got to win. Hey, I'm mic'd up. <laughs> That's all he was. He was mic'd up. Was that the clip or was that Uncle Mush? No, that was, yeah, that, no, was, that was the clip. Was the, oh, that was the clip. That was the clip. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, all right, so but speaking of Max Crosby, although he wasn't much for his mic'd up, uh, Derek Carr did talk about Max uh, on the field. Let's check in with, uh, with our quarterback again. Absolutely, and I think, uh, and I think if 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 you were to talk to him, um, he would still say, "I have a long way to go." 
And I think that's what we all love about him. I think that's what all our fans, Raider Nation, loves about Max is he feels like there's still a long way to go. And uh, we all will say, well, we like what we see, you know, and the effort and the, the tenacity, the violence that he plays with. Um, you know, but I think, um, again, knowing what he's went through in his life, and we're still humans, you know, and what he's dealt with personally, mentally, emotionally, um, and what he's overcome in his life and where he's at now, signing a new deal, taking care of his wife and their baby to be and all that kind of stuff and all his dogs that he has. You know, I think, I think that means a lot to him. I think he takes a lot of pride in that. And so um, I'm very proud of him and proud of the man that he is, more so than the football player. Um, great husband. Um, you know, I see him always trying to talk to his wife or, you know, girl, sorry, you know, uh, you know soon enough and, uh, and, and all those things. But I'm just so, so proud of him. And, and when he came into who he is now, it's really cool to see. This is, you know, nobody's ever criticized Derek Carr about who he is as a human being off the field. Like, uh, he's caught his fair share of criticism on the field. But off the field, like, hearing some, uh, I know we bring him up all the damn time, but Will has this saying. He says, let's normalize dudes hyping up other dudes. Like, let's normalize that, us lifting each other up, especially as men, which, you know what I mean? And we all need to do it as people. But, like, there's a, that, that idea that Derek will take time out of this press conference to lift up Max and to celebrate the things that he's doing in life as a soon-to-be dad, as a soon-to-be husband, as it, like, that to me, like, it just, that's leadership epitomized, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you can, when you're, you're brought on to talk about yourself in your own play and you put the spotlight on somebody else, that's the kind of guy that's for real that takes a, a pay cut to keep the others around him. Yes. You know, yes. that's, that's, that's part of what that, that really does show. That's, that's what, that's leadership, man. That's, that's, that's the leadership in the locker room that we talk about. Yeah, you know, and and I I totally agree with that. And you know, and speaking of Derek, you know, and speaking of the podcast that that Will did with uh, with Darren, you know, he he talked a lot about his his relationship with Derek and stuff like that, and how they have just like this open line of communication where if you invest into each other on more than just a football level, you invest into each other, you know, as men, as friends, as you know, I mean, all this stuff. I mean, I mean, yes, I mean that's gonna. You know, it's going to make you guys play for each other better. You're going to be able to talk more, you know, on the field and stuff like that. You're going to you're going to be able to not have to hide something. You know, well, I don't know how he's going to react if I tell him, hey, man, you missed me here. Do this different. All this and that. No, if you know each other on a personal level and you're lifting each other up, then, you know, the results are going to be even better. So great on a personal level and then great for us, Raider Nation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good stuff there. Good comments from the guys. And uh, yeah. So speaking of uh, uh, Esteban in the chat says, is that a Wheatley jersey? Absolutely. Represent, yeah, it is. Represent 47. Yeah, heck yeah. I wore that because uh, young Tyrone Wheatley Jr. Uh, sadly was just cut from the team, so I figured yeah. I'd wear, wear his old man's jersey. Um, all right, so ne- next up, so it's one thing, you know, so like, you know, Derek talks about all the things that Max is doing for himself in his own life, right? Not only on the field and not only, you know, from the money to the, and again, all the things with relationally and everything he's doing. But he's, he's also pouring into other people. I'm telling you, this Raider team is freaking something else, man. We don't see this very often in sports. And so, anyways, so Max is pouring into other people. And, uh, and one of the guys that, that he has helped is Jermaine Illuminor, our offensive lineman, uh, who we're going to see a lot of this year. Listen to these comments from Jermaine. This is, in, uh, this is in the locker room after the game the other night. And he talks about Max Crosby and how he changed his career. Honestly, I tell him Max. You're seeing how Max approaches football every single day, you know, 
practice going balls to the wall is going hard every single snap and then also how he handles this nutrition as well like I think he honestly changed my career for me and that helped me big time so you know this offseason I approached it kind of like how he did you know I worked out with him a couple times you know I died during those workouts but I made it through you know but that <laughs> having him I honestly think changed my career isn't that incredible, Mosh, to hear like a guy that's as long established in the – actually not long established, but still relatively young man, but established in the NFL. And he's talking about, you know, a guy that plays on the other side of the ball. They don't even – you know, they're not even in the same meeting rooms or whatever. But Max is the one that, that, yeah. that, that reached out to him that's, and lifted him up. That's, that's, that's awesome. You know, we talked about it. We kidded about it earlier in, in the broadcast. We do things in here because we work together because we've been doing this for a long time. We're also personally invested in each other's lives. You know, I mean, you're my nephew. Jeff's Jeff's in the in the the top two of my all time favorite students. You know, um, <laughs> jackass. But Jeff, but, rapid reaction. But Jeff's career, <laughs> where, he, where <laughs> but Jeff's career, where he's at and able to provide for his family, is a direct result of my coaching and your intervention and us helping him. You know, there's there's things that that we do in our personal lives that also reflect on our ability in the room right now when we for instance when we go nine oh nine three four five three three four six you know when we go good you know that we g and ha and imagine and those that, weren't planned and they're never planned no one we, we never look we at each other we're staring at our screens we're focused on where it's coming from boom it happens and nobody it's, ever said hey from now on let's all repeat the number together yeah, no right these, just, these, just happen just it's tough and that's that's the kind of stuff that that can happen on a much grander level when you get a team that g and has and we talked about that a few weeks ago when we maybe it was the last time the three of us were together when we said you know these are pros they got to be they got to be uh uh responsible for their own actions and what they do and knowing the plays and knowing what to do. But when you can work as an ensemble, when you can work as a unit and a group and a team, and it makes it a lot better because you, you, why did, why did Derek want to get Devante so bad? Wow. Yeah. 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 You know, cause he knows where the guy's going to be. They've been throwing the ball back and forth for how many years, 10, 12 years. You know, going back to college and then working out every year in the office. I mean, that's that says something. Absolutely. Great stuff there, guys. And, uh, and yeah, so on the field, uh, it's going fantastic so far. I know it's just two preseason games, uh, but we're seeing the team start to come together. I know we have some challenges. I get the offensive line. I get the interior of the defensive line. Like, I, we all see it. We're not blind to it. Uh, but you, when you consider, I, I always encourage Raider Nation to do this. Consider where we were. And consider where we are now. And right. don't compare us to, I don't know, like they say this about your personal life too. Like don't compare yourself to something that's beyond, compare yourself to yourself. Where is this Raider team at now versus where it was two years ago, right? Where, where it was at any point other that's not called 2016 since we <laughs> lost the Super Bowl. It's pretty freaking good. So let's have a lot of confidence in that. Let's not be too nitpicky. Let's be a fan of the Raiders that are, not the Raiders that aren't. And I'm this Raider fan that is looks pretty freaking good to this point. So it's it's definitely encouraging at a minimum. All right. So one of the reasons we've gotten to this point is there's been been much ballyhoo, as the kids say, about this attention to detail and the specificity in which Josh McDaniels coaches this football team. So let's check in with Josh as he talks about that, his attention to detail. 
Coach, yesterday, Derek Carr said that he believes that your greatest attribute is your attention to detail, how you can know what's going on from the starting quarterback to a backup special teamer. How have you developed that level of attention to detail over time has helped you through that process? Uh, well, I'd say I still have a long way to go in, in regards to, you know, learning about all those different things. I learn things from our coaches every day, for sure. Um, I just think, you know, for every young coach or, or person that comes into any organization, you're around so many really good people that have better experience than you do, you know, in their specific area of expertise. And so, um, you know, just taking the time to really be present in each meeting, whether it's a staff meeting, a squad meeting, um, you know, something on the field. We learn from the players every day. Um, there's things I hear from, you know, Devontae or, or Crosby or Chandler Jones or Colton Miller, or Derek Carr that, you know, you, you, they have a different perspective than you do. You know, you're not out there. So um, just being willing to, you know, soak it all in and understand that you're never going to know it all, uh, but that you, you know, there's something to be gained each day, each meeting. Uh, and if you approach it that way, I think you're, you know, you're kind of a sponge for information and, you know, hopefully you're you're learning every day and improving as a coach, for, you know, so you can teach it better when it's your time to do it. So here's my favorite thing about that, Jeff. So he said he's asked about his attention to detail. And what does he say? He says, I'm learning. I'm a sponge by the people that are <coughs> the, the other people that are in, in the building. And it's an amazing concept to me. And it's something that I, I think, again, in our wider lives, we could all use to do when you're invested into a new situation. Learn from the people that are already there. They'll teach you so much, and he's taking that and putting it with his philosophies and things to increase his level and his attention to detail. But the attention that he gives to those that are already there, talk about selfless. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, he's continu- he's learning. You know, all these players are learning this new system, but guess what he's learning from the other guys too. What have we been talking about? And I've already talked about it tonight. Being adaptive. You know, my gosh, you know, he's taking in all these different things. You know, Max Crosby's on the field, and hey, well, I saw it this way. Okay, well, maybe let's approach it this way now. Like, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, come on, man. Like, what more do you want with everyone learning from each other and just one well-oiled machine going in and, you know, doing different things, different games, different, you know, different looks, all that stuff? I mean, come on. Did you were you ever thrown into a situation like that, Mosh, where you took over a new team? Well, I think I think a lot of it has to do with you come in. You come in as a new coach, and you come in with a new squad of of other coaches with you. You bring, but you you brought in some heavy hitters. You oh, know, yeah, you brought yeah, in yeah. Rob, and I mean, you brought in people that are that are amazing. And and it's so you say, okay, we're gonna try this. You're professionals, and when you have, so you got people that you can go one or two ways with the professionals. Okay, they're gonna either. They're going to either tank it because they don't like it because they don't want to change, or they're going to go just like just like uh, uh, what's his name was saying about Max, how he goes oh, balls to the wall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he goes balls to the walls on every play. And if and if they're professional enough and they're good enough that they can go, you know what? This new scheme works. This new way of doing things works. This new alignment that we have works. This new way of doing whatever works. They're going to buy in hundred percent. 
But if they say this part of it works and this part needs tweaking, and if you're if you're in tune with that and you're a coach that says, okay, now it's time for you to tell me what you think, and they say, hey, coach, this part of it worked, this part might need to be adjusted, and they say, okay, tomorrow let's adjust it. And and you you have that mutual respect that's coming back and forth, and the next day you go out there and it's amazing, and it's like Hey, we developed that on our own. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it came to us. It worked. Let's do it. You know, I go back to uh, when I joined the when I joined this program, and and you never had one of these. You never had. You, uh-uh. we, we just we just said, okay, we're going to talk about this, and then we're going to talk about that. And I said to you, yeah, that's really good, Murph. Let's write it down on paper so that we can keep it. Okay. So you had an you had the idea in your head. I want to touch. I want to touch. You know, uh, contact info, and then I want to touch it. Okay, but what did we do to make it better? We wrote it down, and that's what they're doing. That's what they're seeing on the field. Is they're coming in with these new ideas and these new schemes and these new plays and all this this stuff. And and the pros are going, okay, let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. And and it and it's working. And okay, now let's make it just a little right, bit better. Right, let's right, make it yeah. just a little bit better. Good stuff, Mosh. Good stuff there from both the guys there. Appreciate uh, that's why you guys are the best. Oh, yeah, they got the, the, the two best uh, co-hosts. Like, co- like it's well, not yeah. whatever, like fellow hosts here in the fan cave. But uh, anyways, good stuff there from the guys, and I uh, and appreciate that. Uh, the Heat Freak says the Mosh Pit. Uh, there it well, is. So, yeah. there, there you go. There's, you got your, your first Mosher in there. Um, all right, so here we go. We'll go, go Heat Freak. <laughs> so this is, this is a funny one. We're just going to play this, and then Mosh uh, hit us an audio bite there to get into the next segment. Uh, after this one here, but this is kind of funny. So they ask him, so coming up here in week three, uh, are we going to see uh, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr? <laughs> I hate to ask yes or no questions, but uh, we think we'll see Derek Devontae on Sunday. You'll definitely see him at the stadium. <laughs> uh, they'll all be there. They'll all be there. <laughs> at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. All right, appreciate everybody joining us there in the chat room. Nice Swago. Who do we got in there? Oh, my gosh, we got Kill Jadis in there. Yoshi's in there. Tyrone Graves is in there. David Boyd, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider's in there. Paul is in there. Paul? Yeah. Uh, Ron the Mater Raider. Heat Freak is in there. Foxy Scorpio's in there. Greg's in there. Matthew Mangus. PSP Raiderette's in there. Let's see. Uh, Stacy Ruff's in there. Uh, William v. Holcomb's in there. Awesome. We got the whole crew, man. Awesome. Edgar V. Hit the like button, boys and girls. Yeah, yeah. Hit the like, hit the like, hit the subscribe, smash the bell, as the kids say. And uh, and again, we appreciate you doing that. And then when this video is over, or if you just back out now, just go make a comment. Not in the chat, but in make a comment. Comment uh, helps with the algorithm and helps us get this show out uh, there further. Miss Ebony Graves in there with a ten dollar donation. Thank you, Miss Ebony, so very very much. She says I got to experience my team win the Super Bowl in adulthood. 
Well, that was when she used to root for that other team. Uh, the feeling was amazing. I want that for Tyrone. Besides, I do love Raider Nation. Stop. Stop. Yep, stop. That's all that's that's Yep, there you go. Okay. Uh, yes, so absolutely. Um, and and we will. we will. I don't know how old of a guy Tyrone is. I don't know if he was old enough to be around as a little kid, maybe when uh, when the Raiders won it in 83. But, the, yeah, that was a, it's getting to be a long, long time ago. Like, I was a kid, and I'm going to be 50 next year. Like, so I get it. It's been a hot minute, and so hopefully we'll get that. And, uh, and be able to, to, to see that happen. You know, because it, it really, like, I mean, so you've, let me ask you guys, and Mosh, you have, I know you've seen your teams win multiple championships. Yes. Um, I've seen, so the Raiders, I was, I was, although I was alive for all three, I really just really remember two. I remember the, the one against Philly and then the one against, of course, the, um, the, what at the time was the Redskins. Because um, I was like three or four years old, whatever, when the first one happened. But I remember the Warriors championships. I remember all those. I remember the A's winning the World Series against the Giants in the 89 Bay Bridge Series. How about you? Your Predators haven't won one. No, you know, we went to, a, we went to the, the Stanley Cup final a few years ago. And yeah. yeah, I mean, that was heartbreaking to see them lose. But I think really, honestly, the only, the only sports team that I root for that I saw win a championship is the Cubs. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you and mm-hmm. your dad are big Cubbies fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But, uh, and then when I moved to Tennessee in 98, the Tennessee Vols won the national sure, championship. Sure, absolutely, yeah. But, yeah. you know, but I just rooted for them because I just moved to Tennessee. Right, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So there you have it. Yeah, absolutely. But. Yeah, so, we, I mean, you know, you think about it. We can be long-suffering fans, man, you know, and that's one of the things that I, I definitely have, uh, you know, empathy for, for younger Raider fans that, yeah, there's it's it's – there's been a lot of, you know, uh, desert, you know what I mean, in this in this fandom for a long time. But uh, hopefully we are, as we talked about, we are climbing out of that now. So anyways, good stuff there from Miss Ebony Grace. Thank you for that donation to the One Nation Foundation. All right, so next up, let's go, uh, let's go back to NFL Network. So I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Training Camp Live and, uh, and where they do the live interviews there at Training Camp. And so they're sitting down with, with Hunter Renfro. And uh, this is pretty cool because uh, the, uh, I mean, the goat wanders over into the set to talk about the other goat. So you got the goat, Hunter Renfro, <laughs> sitting there, and then Devontae Adams comes and rolls up to the set. Hunter Renfro is here with us. And, Hunter, I mean, like, when you look at that production in and of itself, I mean, obviously fantastic, right? And then you advance this new era now with Josh McDaniels coming in, new offense, new pieces all around. What kind of opportunities does this system provide you uh, in this offense? Yeah, a lot is, you know, <laughs> yeah, is the old, you know. Um, we're grinding through it right now, trying to explore those opportunities and, yeah. and practice every day. But, you know, having great people around you is the key to success. And I feel like we have that, um, you know, all across the board. And so, um, you know, it's a grind every single day to try to learn and, and get his system and, and just change from the old system. But uh, it's been fun. So, so what is the biggest transition? You say yeah. it's a grind to learn it. For, for a wide receiver, yeah. what's the hardest part for you? I would say just the details, um, just very, 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 very detail oriented, um, the coaching staff that's come here. And um, so every day it's being able to, you know, come out in this heat and be able to capitalize on those opportunities and think when you're tired. And, and so for me, um, that's been the biggest thing so far this camp. Hunter, last one, we'll let you get out of here and get into the cold tub uh, here after a hot day in, in, in Vegas. But uh, you guys weren't the only ones that made big splashes this offseason with big-time acquisitions, right? This division is insane in terms of competition, right? And then you still got the Chiefs who have won this division six years in a row. Where's the Raiders' place in the AFC West? Yeah, the, the Chiefs are the kings until anybody knocks them off, right? Um, but, you know, we're just focused on 
being out there and being our best. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know that's cliche yeah. and, you know, Coach McDaniels, I don't want to get in trouble. But, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> but, but to be honest with you, it's about having a great day to day. If we, if we worry about those things, we're never going to be the best version of ourselves. Exactly. And so uh, just going out there every day and, and I got a lot to work on, you know, out there and, yeah. and so do my teammates. So I'm um, just getting better every day. Pretty fun, though, uh, with some of the company you're in, isn't it? I know, this guy. <laughs> there he is. Oh, man. Pretty good players around just now. Yeah. Bad game, huh? It does. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Oh, good. How are you? Good to see you, man. Good to see you. <laughs> what's up, Devontae? How we doing, man? Good, man. What's, up, what's it like running around out here with this guy? It's, uh, oh, am I, are we on air right now? No. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> you smashed the party. My bad, my bad. You get the ability to do <laughs> my, that. My, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's great, man. It's, uh, I'm learning a lot from this young guy right here. He's, no, seriously, man. He's, he's, uh. Yeah. We're not allowed to talk too much about our guys, so I don't right. want to. I don't want to talk too <laughs> too highly about. Here him. Coach McDaniel's probably watching. Yeah, yeah, he's probably watching right now. But you talk about your own guys. <laughs> yeah. Not not too much. You don't want to yeah. give any, any too much expectation. I don't know if he can live up to it. You know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. may not. He hey. Hey, like I said, that's why you're working. I said I was going 200 yards as long as we win. 100. Yeah. percent He is. He's yeah. that type of guy. I, I love Hunter, man. He's actually seriously great. Uh, great guy. Very, very. Um, what's the word? open and receptive to be such a smart receiver and an accomplished receiver as well. So wow, it's, been, uh, it's been fun. I'm looking forward to a great year. Man. Yeah, a lot of respect, man. I was just out there. Uh, my son plays wide receiver at K-State, and I was watching you guys in practice. The first thing I texted him was just releases, releases, releases. <laughs> so much fun to watch you guys. I know that's your superpower, but oh, yeah. how much time do you spend on just the release aspect of playing the game? Um... You know what? People ask me that a lot, and what I usually tell them is I, I definitely work it. It's something that I like to do um, mainly within team reps. Like, I, I don't – if I get pressed, I'm never just taking off. Like, I never just, you know, just take a, a, any type of release. It's always a way that I'm trying to influence the DB. So I never take a team rep off when it comes to that. One-on-ones, anytime I get pressed, I'm trying to work something. So I feel like that's the best way to do it. You can get on the sideline during a special teams drill or whatever and, and work it as many times as you want. But the live reps when you actually got somebody in front of you and not taking any reps off of that is the, the most important, I feel like. And, he, and he's so good at just having a plan when he comes up there. Like, like sometimes it's free free balling, but yeah. he's good at just locking in hey, and knowing no what he wants to accomplish. And you know, some guys just go <laughs> out there and run plays, but he's yeah. got a plan every time. And that's one thing that's Have a plan, work the plan, plan exactly. Yep. Yep. Correct. Yep. Um, yep. Love it right there, man. It's what a treat. So uh, that was great. I love it. I love it when when uh, when athletes come and interrupt other interviews because yeah, totally. they they got a lot of good state. A lot most of the time they got a lot of good stuff to say. Um, not taking anything away from that, but Running Bear in the chat says, uh, we really need to pick up O-linemen and D-linemen uh, with the cap that we have left. So I, I called you, uh, I, maybe it was Monday we talked when I got back, and, and I was telling you that my takeaway from the game against Minnesota was, was Mullins. Our quarterback, our our, our third, basically yeah, our yeah, third yeah. string quarterback, and I said, "Man, that guy had a great third quarter." You know, I guess it was third quarter when he was in, and yeah, he threw. Right, yeah. I mean, his his arm was sharp, and and what I said to you is, I go, "Guy, he's a he's, he's short, man. He's vertically challenged. You know, he's out there, and and so I did some research. I looked him. He's six one. So that says to me." That our linemen are huge. <laughs> our linemen are monsters. So not to take away from what Running Bear says that we need to pick up O linemen and D linemen, but I think we're on the right track. You know, look at our depth chart, our our O line. Man, uh, if if they made Mullins, because I said to you, what is Mullins about five eight? 
You know? No, <laughs> yeah. he's six one. He's he's as tall as I am. I mean, I mean the guy is six one. I don't think I don't think Joe Willie Namath was over six one. You know? Uh uh we've got some big bodies out there, man. We've, we've I think we've done our due diligence in in helping to shore up our lines. Well the rate Go ahead. Well, no. you know, and the Raiders will tell you that, like, you know, they're they're comfortable with the, with what we've got in terms of offensive line. I don't think it's it's out of line to as a, especially as a fan seeing that you know when you got Brandon Parker who's a turnstile and then he gets hurt and he's likely out for the year. Um, you see some of the challenges challenges even that Illuminor had um, this past week. You know, it wouldn't be you know out of line for them to sign like a Nate Solder or to sign. Eric Fisher or to sign like there's a ton of them that are out right, there. Right. But you're again, let's like, like talked about earlier with Waller, like you're not going to sign guys like that in camp. We, God dang it. I bring them up all the freaking time. Will Compton told us on this show, he doesn't like going to training camp at this stage in his career at, at the time he was 31 years old or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Save my body. I'll sign with a team week one. I'm plug and play. I'm in shape. I know how to call. You know what I mean? Yep. Slap the green dot on my head. I'm good to go. Yep. Yeah, I don't need camp. Save my body so I'm fresh in week eight, nine. Absolutely. Right, right, right. So Nate Solder or one of these other guys, they're 34 years old. The Raiders aren't going to sign them this week. Right. You watch. That will happen, as we, but after we get out of camp. All that said, I hear it loud and clear, and it, and it makes sense, but it's not going to happen now, Raider Nation. There's not some young tackle out there that you're going to sign that's 24 years old that's going to come in and save us. No. Or that he'd have been gonna... picked up by somebody else, Amen. the other 31 yeah. teams. Amen. And so many more cuts we have coming up. There's going to be a ton of cuts. We've only went through the first five cuts today. Yeah. we got a long way to go on this. The Raiders will – look, it. I'll just tell you this. They pay attention to this more than you do. And this is not a shot at running bear, but like nor anybody else that's talking about the offensive line. But, yeah, they know. Like they they get it. Like you got to keep Derek Carr upright. That's the key to our entire Absolutely. success. Absolutely, they're not just gonna you know trot some freaking you know schmucky out there to, to play right tackle. No, sure, this is gonna be handled. Like so, just give it time. Be patient with yeah, it. Yeah. Well, you know, so so you know what our, you know our awesome situation of having so many running backs and so many wide receivers that we're gonna have to cut good people. Um, some of the other teams probably have the similar situation with offensive linemen. You know, they've got a lot of good guys, but they need to keep some of their skill players and stuff like that. So they're going to cut good people, too. So once these cuts start happening, then we start picking up some of these other guys and stuff like that, too. Yes, I would love to have a veteran guy. You know, we also tried that with, you know, with our boy uh, Richie Incognito. And how'd that work out? Yeah. You know what I mean? It so hurt the whole time. You yeah. know, so so you got to take that into account, too. But we're kind of testing <coughs> a lot of these depth guys and stuff like that. We see Dylan Parham getting a lot of a lot of reps and stuff like that in the third, fourth quarter and stuff of these games, too. So, you know, I mean, I'm 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 cautiously optimistic is, is what well, I like too, to see. You know, I mean, I- yes, Brandon Parker, you know, I. As a person, I hope he gets well, but but yeah, th- that guy is he was not, terrible. He's not very good. He was terrible. Uh, but you know, you know, he didn't develop. We talk right. all the time about waiting on offensive linemen to be patient with them as they develop. That was one guy that never did, right. or at least very little anyway. Sure, you know what I mean. And uh, you know, and, and look, and in Leatherwood, like people are freaking out, like, oh my gosh, he's taking reps with like the thirds. You know what I mean with he's the threes. Just and he's just freaking at, reps, man. He's still young. He's still young. Like, just you got to be patient, Raider Nation. Don't freak out about this stuff. I promise. I'll just let me let me say this to you too, and then I'm I'm gonna shut up, and then I want to get to this last segment because we, we're gonna start running along. 
Do you remember the draft? Not this last year, but the year before. The Bengals were on the clock. Talking about the COVID draft? Yes, the COVID draft. Every analyst in the world told you, every fan in the world told you, the Bengals need to take an offensive lineman. Right? Yeah. Because you got to protect Joe Burrow. What did the Bengals do? Uh, They just got one of the best wide receivers in the league. They drafted... His uh, Joe Burrow's best friend. Right. Jamar Chase. Sure. And what happened the next year? And then they went to the Super Bowl. Come yeah. on, man. Are we really freaking out about offensive line? We got Devontae freaking Adams. Yeah. That's going to help offensive line. You Absolutely. got a quarterback with one of the quickest releases in all of football. You, he's going to be playing in an offense that's about get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball. What does Tom Brady do the whole time he was in New England? Step, step, boom. Step, step, boom. Get rid of the ball. Get the ball out. Get the ball to a spot. Yep. It's not about letting receivers work open downfield and none of that shit. Yep. Nope. It's get the ball to a spot. You come out of the freaking snap and boom, the ball's out. Well, I easy with this offensive lineman stuff. It's I, not the freaking sky is falling. I totally, I totally understand. And to kind of piggyback what you said right there about getting the ball out quick, doing all this kind of stuff. And we're gonna and I'm kind of teasing our next bit that we're gonna do right here with uh with NFL Network again with Devontae Adams. But um, and we talked about this podcast to exhaustion and if you didn't like the podcast sorry but uh but that darren waller uh podcast he was talking about uh with will he was talking about you know Devonte adams man what, what's this offense going to be like oh it's going to be explosive it's going to be explosive well and he asked a similar question it, what's the acquisitions going to be like for you guys he goes it's going to be great for everybody he goes he can't double ever can't double everybody Amen. you know what i mean so someone will be open Every play. So Derek's going to get the ball out quick because someone's going to be like, hey, I'm right here. I'm right here. You know what I mean? Streaking <laughs> yeah. on the sideline. So, you know, yeah. So come on, man. Absolutely. Great stuff, Derek. So, all right, let's check in with – we can't hear directly from Derek on it, but we can hear from his brother, which is basically just like an extended version of Derek, talking about how Devontae is going to impact this offense. How is Tay Adams going to open up this Raiders offense? I'm glad you asked me, MJ, because I'd love to show you. I think it's going to be fantastic. There's going to be a lot of options. But a lot of teams are going to see that and say, oh, Tay Adams, we're not going to let them just line him up wherever we want and beat us. We're going to double team him. So what I'll show you on the double team is how do you beat it? What you can do is you put him outside of like, right here, there's four receivers to the top of the field. And they're playing a two shell, which is what you'll see. And you clear it out with the inside guys. And it's hard to double team that outside guy when you bring him inside the pattern. So you run out, you clear the safety, you get that linebacker to move, you pull the other one out, and you bring Tay Adams inside. What we like to call a dagger, a big in cut. Yep. And look at that space. I mean, that's the best receiver in the league with 15 yards of space. How's that happen? Design. Same thing. You try to double team him. Now we're going to in and out, okay? Well, what happens in in and out? You can run right through this thing. And this is where the, the relationship between Tay Adams and Derek and even here at Aaron Rodgers is we're just going to run right through it. All right, that could have been called. It also could have been a simple situation where Tay says, I see the double, I'm blowing right through it. Now, what does that do? It leaves guys like Hunter Renfro one-on-one. I asked Hunter Renfro about this route. Oh, he didn't God. know where he was going to go until he did it. <laughs> How are you supposed to guard a guy, Bucky and MJ, if he doesn't even know what he's doing until he does it? So that's the beauty of this and- offense. If you can figure out how to kind of move guys around, then you can kind of manipulate what the defense does as long as you know that obviously Tay Adams is the the main target and the the guy they're going to try and take away. You just got to figure out how they're going to do it, and then you can kind of play with the other toys. 
That's so cool right there. I love that. And, and especially like when he talks about that route that you love so much, Mosh, that one that Hunter runs on, oh my on, on, on the what goal are, line. The, the China route is the yeah, exactly. China route. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but like what he says, though, is like as much as I just uh, ranted about getting the ball out and getting it to a spot, when it does come time to improvise, like, he, like uh, D- David Carr just says, how do you cover a guy that doesn't know what he's going to do? But <laughs> him and Derek are still on the same page. Like... Bingo. That's Freddie and Kenny right there. Yeah. Like, I'll be open. Just get the ball just there. Get I'll the be ball open. There. Yeah. Um, like, oh, my gosh. So good. So, so good. All right. Let's hit an audio break. We're starting to run long, and let's get into the NFL Top 100. Hey, this is Pete Koch, former Los Angeles Raider. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and Uncle Moss, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out. Raiders fan radio. Big hair day today. <laughs> hey, much respect to Pete Koch. Uh, had hip surgery, had hip replacement surgery yes. uh, here in this offseason. Normally, we feature Pete around this time of right. year uh, on the show, but he's still, uh, he still he had a lot of challenges and complications around that, a lot of pain. And so we're thinking about you, Pete. Uh, much much love to you and prayers uh, for, for, for getting well. And, uh, you know, Pete is at 60, no, is he 60, 59, whatever he is. He's younger than I am. Yeah, he's younger than you are, but he's, like, right at, like at it. Right and, there, yeah. um, He's freaking shredded. Oh, my gosh. The guy yeah, looks he like he could still play today. Yeah, like, yeah. So, just like me. So he's in, <laughs> so he's in peak <laughs> shape. So we know we know he'll bounce back from this and continue to recover. But just know, Pete, uh, we're thinking about you, brother, and uh, as, as, you, as you're going through this. Um, all right, let's get to the NFL Top 100. One of our favorite things that happens every year on the NFL Network, uh, when they have the players – vote for their uh, top 100, for the, the players that they think are the best in the league. And um, thankfully, we saw the Raiders return to, to prominence here with the top 50. Yes. So out of the top 50, we had five guys represented in the top 50. And of course, starting off at number 65 with your quarterback and mine, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is nothing if not competitive. He really only wants to, well, you know. And when he gets that look in his eye, it's game time. Car back into the gun. Car goes to Marone and Zoni grabs it. Touchdown! I've watched Derek play for a long time. And, um, you know, I think he's a guy that definitely cares. Hey, don't lose your stinger, man. We got the lead and let's keep it. We go home with the win. He's just incredibly consistent. And- Can I say that I love, don't lose your stinger, man. Love it. That's a, that's that's a good dude. one. That's Heck a good yeah. one. Smart. Derek Carr made some critical throws when he had to. Threw guys open. Today, his accuracy made a difference. When he played us, I think he had like three or four incompletions the whole game. 31 of 34. 323 yards and two touchdowns. He really seems like he's getting better as he's getting older. Carr threw for a career-high 4,804 yards. He completed 68.4% of his passes, fifth best in the NFL. That's my quarterback. I got like all the most respect, confidence, everything for that guy. He's a true pro. Like for, for a true quarterback, true leader. Hey, catch your breath. Let's go out, let's communicate and execute, okay? Just like we do. I feel like he's a top one player. Uh, he's a clutch player. I remember Derek Hall when uh, we played him in college. He played for Fresno State. I was at Nebraska. He came up there. We ended up winning, but they gave us a tough time. 
Since 2015, Carr leads all NFL quarterbacks with 23 fourth quarter comebacks and 29 game-winning drives. When they played the Ravens, he made a couple plays to win the football game. Second down and 14. 344 to go. Carr's going to get the shotgun snap. They blitz from the side. It's picked up. He throws an arching pass down the side. It's caught at the five. Touchdown. Wow. Derek Carr, a game-winning touchdown pass. To go to the playoffs, when they played the Chargers, he put up a big game. Stepped up in a big moment. Sudden death. Third down and eight. Carr looks Goes over to the left-hand side, and Zay Jones for the first down. A little 47-yarder. Little 47-yarder. <laughs> the Raiders are going to the playoffs. Let's go! The NFL is going to start taking note of Derek Carr. Let's go. So cool, dude. Let's freaking go. So Let's good. go. That's our quarterback. That's our quarterback, man. Oh my gosh. You know what I'm and that that little clip at the end right there of him celebrating and cheering after that Charger game. One of my favorite football moments ever. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know what? I hate to compare it to a uh to a uh, a Niner thing, but um that reminds me of there's a very famous NFL film scene of Steve Young. Um, when they win the Super Bowl against the Chargers. And he gets the monkey off his he back. He gets the monkey off his back. I know it's not winning a championship, but that was a huge moment for Derek. Last year, winning that game at home, because you think about the game, like the last game in Oakland against the Jacksonville freaking Jaguars that we lost. And I know it was because of Keelan Doss had that, that pass bounce off his face. It wasn't Derek's fault. But we still lost the game. And he's still the starting quarterback, and so he takes a certain amount, or he would, even if we don't shoulder him with responsibility, he would do it to himself. So that's what that game, all that stuff that built up, that's what that game meant. And I think that was a definitive moment in his career. And somebody also in that thing says, he's getting better as he gets older. And that's because all these experiences, all these things are stacking up on him. And look, quarterbacks play for a lot longer nowadays. Derek Carr's going to be our quarterback for like eight more years. So like we're we're in we're in good shape and and uh, incredibly proud to see him represented on this uh, NFL top 100 list for sure. All right, so we talked a lot about the um, the acquisition of of Devontae Adams uh, in terms of like our splash signing on the uh, offensive side of the ball, but we also let's not forget we had a splash signing on the defensive side of the ball too, and so showing up on the list at number 62 is uh, the great Chandler Jones, the most dominant pass rushers of the past decade. shown on the top 100. After leading the NFL in sacks, Chandler Jones peaked at number 15, but he's a mainstay on the players list. Let's go now. We got to turn up. Number two, I'm going to go with myself. I'm putting time ahead of me because he's Tom Brady, like I said, <laughs> and, I, and I feel like you should be your biggest fan. So I think Chandler Jones is number one, but Tom Brady will be number one this year. Wilson steps up, gets hit by Jones, and fumbles the ball. Every time I play Chandler Jones, you know, he, he's always uh, trying to get a couple sacks. He's always hunting. He continues to have great success every time he plays Seattle. In trouble, moving left, hit by Chandler Jones. And the ball comes out, and it's scooped up by Zach Allen at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown! Five and one. 
Those were Chandler Jones' games played and sack totals in 2020. He announced his return immediately in 2021. Cut down in the backfield by Chandler Jones. Welcome back, Chan. A loss of three on the first play of 2021. But he wasn't quite done. <laughs> That's it. Chandler Jones forces a fumble. It's picked up by Corey Peters, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Tannehill turned around, and there was the professor, a Ph.D. in back waxing, who slapped the ball in the pink mouth, babe. He's in trouble, hit from behind by Jones and sack. Chandler Jones with two sacks and a tackle for a loss in 10 minutes. His arm length is something that it's different. He gets his hands on you pretty quickly. And from there, he's able to, you know, pull you. Chandler Jones at the bottom right. uses those hands. He's so long. Chandler Jones is obliterating Taylor Lewan. (laughs) For the boys. He knows how to make this target as small as possible. He can bend in different ways. He plays with great leverage. He's got three sacks already. He's also reached 100 for his career. Snap to Tannehill. Straight drop back. Hit by Jones, fumbles the ball, kicked around far side, and recovered by the Cardinals. He got the strength to push you back. It mixes it up. Sometimes he's fast off the ball. Sometimes he's kind of slower in his pass rush. Down to Jones' arms too long. Right. <laughs> he got post that. It's a chess match for him for sure. Tannehill wrapped up and taken down. Chandler Jones again, number five. Five in one on his way to his seventh season with double-digit sacks. Five sacks? I know. His ability to take the, take the ball away from the quarterback is insane. He gets a strip sack damn near every time he gets home. Chandler Jones got the sack and forced the fumble. Jones is now over 100 career sacks, and he leaves the Cardinals as their all-time sack leader with 71 and a half. We've had some good battles. You know, I think he's one of the best players to ever play this game at that position. Chandler Jones, the all-time sack king for the Arizona Cardinals. And soon to be the Las Vegas Raiders. I cannot wait. Absolutely. You know, and uh, turnovers and that, that I, his ability to turn the ball over is something that our, at times we've had defenses play decent. But one of the things we have certainly not done in a very, very long time is create turnovers whether that be from sack fumbles or from interceptions or whatever. And so now we've got guys like Deron Horman. We've got guys like Chandler Jones. We've got veterans that have literally made careers out of turning the ball over, giving the ball back to their offense. And that's going to be absolutely amazing to see uh, him out there with, with Max Crosby. And that's, a, and that's another thing, too, that like any of the criticism that's come up around of our, the interior of our defensive line, yeah, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby haven't been on the field yet. Right. Guess what? That's going to change the way okay. the entire offensive linemen are trying to block, right, Mark? Right, and I, I think what people, I think what they're missing is that Max Crosby is a kid. Max <laughs> Crosby's a baby. He's he's a youngster, and you put him with Chandler Jones. Look at look at the knowledge. Look at the yes. at the stuff that Max Crosby can elevate his game which he's at the top of his game right now and with 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 a with a player that's playing with him to get him to that 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 level that's unatta- that that Otis Distrunk level 
You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, holy moly. Yeah. You know, I hope that they G and ha. I hope that oh, there's, yeah. I hope yeah. that that's there, that, that, that Chandler's, it, 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 I mean, the guy's amazing. And, and to be able to impart that onto some of these other guys, that knowledge that he's had, I mean, that's why, that's what, that was one of the things that we were so excited about Richie Incognito. Oh, right, right, you right. Know, yeah, yeah. That was one of those, you know, Richie has been around forever. He was he was a beast, and and, and God bless him. If he'd only stayed healthy, the, the stuff that, I mean, I understand why they brought him in. Yeah, he was a lot longer in the tooth than Chandler is, but holy mackerel, Chandler's going to make a difference in a lot more realms than just, than just knocking Kermit on his ass. Absolutely. Yep. I think I yep. think we see those guys at, at during games either one of one or the other of them or both of them are going to be going nuts. Like yeah. I expect that every single game. Yeah, well, and you know, and it's going to help the depth too. It's going to help a guy like this. F to the E to the R to the R. Mm-hmm. Oh. Who we also we haven't it seen. We haven't, yeah, we haven't seen him around, but you know, uh-huh. you know, oh, he's been guy- playing. He played. Oh, he did? He, yeah, he, he, played, he played against Minnesota. They never called his name. Okay. But okay. he was out there. Yeah, I, I saw him. But I mean, but it might help a guy like that too, you exactly, know? But, Jeff, but, exactly, Jeff. But I am, uh, you know, I, the Raiders played uh, well Monday Night Football week one last year. And so, uh, so you know, we live in Middle Tennessee, so we got to watch that Titans game. Oh, my gosh. And we got to watch Chandler Jones absolutely obliterate Taylor Lewan. How many did he have? How many sacks? Five, 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 five sacks. Five sacks. Five sacks. Five sacks. Five sacks. Five sacks. Five five sacks. sacks. Yeah. And four of them were against Lewan, I think, because they four. brought in somebody else. Yeah, well, no, that Lewan guy... got hurt or something like that. Well, then he came back in, though, and then he got sacked on again. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but but that's, you know, and, and I think Taylor's that's... no slouch, Jeff. No, my gosh. No, no but he was coming off an injury. He was coming off an injury, all that stuff, but, you know, what I think I think the big thing with with uh, with Chandler Jones was that he got into Lawan's head, you know, 100%. you know what I mean. And so yes. if you have a guy that can be a cerebral assassin like that, oh, let's and, go. and you know, and and pick apart a player and stuff like that, and get five sacks in a game, I mean, holy cow, man! Like, I mean, I was sold on. I mean, as soon as we saw that signing, we're like. Let's go like that. Absolutely. Like we are one million percent in. And then about five seconds after he signed, he's already FaceTiming Max Crosby. Hey man, let's get to work. Let's go. Let's, let's do go. It. Yeah. You know what I mean? So come on, man. Absolutely. And, and anybody that criticized Chandler and say, "Well, we only got five more sacks the whole rest of the year." Okay. Well, guess what? Now he's got Max Crosby playing on the other side. So if he commands a double team and if he gets bottled up, because that's what happens. You got a guy that's as dominant as yep. Chandler Jones yep. was. You start getting focused on. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead and start doubling Chandler. Yeah, and then see what happens. Then 98's going to be all over your ass. So, like, it's freaking perfect. So, I, I'm, yeah, if you're not excited for it, I'd, I'd check your pulse. All right, next up, let's go to down to number 58. Um, no, excuse me, we're going to go to 59. And speaking of Max Crosby, let's check in with this young man as he makes the NFL Top 100. Max Crosby as well. Max got a lot of moves. If you watch somebody with a lot of moves, if you're a football fan, Max got a lot of moves too. He know how to get to the quarterback. March 11, 2020 was Max Crosby's first day of going sober. Two years later to the day, the Raiders gave him a $95 million extension. And here's why. Can't block me. Can't block me. <laughs> Might have a 
heart attack at 50, but fuck it. We're getting the win. <laughs> a lot of people don't know, like, they just see Max do that on Sunday. Like, Max is like that in every single practice, every single walkthrough, every single rep. Max don't know this, but he probably gonna hear whatever he watched. His energy every single play, you know, it, it just, it drives me. And I'm not feeling like I just look at Max, like, all right, well, if he can do it every single play, well, like, why can't I? And, you know, not just it affects me, I'm pretty sure it affects the other 10 guys on the field also. Best in the game, America. Max Crosby is probably my favorite player in the league right now. That tackle is hands on the ground, I'm going to say run. It's a run every time. It's a pass. I keep telling him, he's like, how'd you do? I'm like, bro, I watch film. I don't think I've ever seen somebody <laughs> play football with the level of effort that Max Crosby does. And we're talking games, we're talking practice, we're talking walkthrough. Just on at all times. Just instinctful player, incredible player. It was fourth and one on the goal line, and Maxis jumped over the goal line and brought the quarterback down like he was a middle linebacker or something. Look at him just jump over. Knows it's going to be a QB sneak, stops Jalen Hurts. There's two to three games where I was like, dang, Max, like he didn't block you one time. Max Crosby, the right defensive end, is a star. He wrecked the game. I love it. It's adversity. Come on. Same the same Raiders. This is us, bro. We're different. In the final week, Crosby was all over the field as the Raiders beat the Chargers to make the playoffs we were for the there. first time in five Absolutely. years. He's come a long way from his days in rehab, going to the Pro Bowl this year, and you could just see the emotion on his face when that happened. You know, I want to continue going in the right trajectory. Me personally, I, I try to reach out to every top guy that I look up to. I just love putting myself around people who are great. That's what I want to be. Um, that's what I push myself to be every day. I love that, man. I just want to be around people that are great and push myself yeah. to be better every day, man. Love the humility in that young man. And so, anyways, we're starting to get a little bit long on time tonight, so let's jump into the last one. So as I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm playing on Twitter, I'm watching the show, and as, as soon as I tweet out, like I'm like, wow, look at all these Raiders on this list. This is amazing. Uh, Max Crosby's at 58. And then the first response to it was, yeah, well, look who's next. And it was Darren freaking Waller coming up at number, uh, excuse me, who's looking at 59, and then number 58 comes up Darren Waller. The type of size and the type of speed you want at that position. I mean, he's like 6'5", 6'6", 4'4", 4'3", guy. So having a guy like that, you know, creates problems. Vegas touchdown! He's an athlete at tight end, you know what I'm saying? And there's not too many of them across the league. Dominate today. Be great, bro. Darren's just a, he's a matchup nightmare. He's freakish. You have to have two in his direction. If you leave him one-on-one, that's bad news. He's a guy that they use a lot no matter what circumstance, whether it's first down, second down, third down. Watch forward. We got three Sometimes of those. Sometimes people say you can put hands on him. Some people say give him space, but he can move. So it's not him just being a big slug. Like, nah, he's a dang wide receiver. And that's not normal for a tight end to be able to have wiggle and shift and be able to get defenders to move a certain way. He can run whip routes, change the direction. Uh, he got real good hands. Uh, and he's a physical guy, too. You know, that ability to get open, create space, use his body, make contested catches. He's one of those guys you're like, yes, he's a true tight end. You know, he's able to do everything that you ask of him at a high level. Much respect to him. 
Darren's like one of those monsters from Space Jam. You feel like he can just elongate his arms and make crazy catches. The Chargers game, Derek threw it in the corner of the end zone. It was a pass you thought that was maybe being thrown away. Taking advantage of the size advantage between Waller and Nasir Hadley. Derek sees the background and just throws it high. And you see Darren's hands go up and catch it and bring it down. Just put that thing up in the air and let the big man go up and get it. When Darren gets passionate, you know, you know, he just made, he just made a, a dang good play. Carr hits Waller and the Raiders are in business. Biggest play that I've made in my career, if you look at the situation, I was a third and 17 in the playoff game against the Bengals. It's going to be over if we don't move the ball. Carr is back, looks, guns down a little for Waller. Oh, he we worked on that throw a lot. I think that was the first time that we ever hit it. There's like a huge situation. Darren Waller's peers voted him onto the top 100 for the third straight year. Yeah, it's pretty dope. You know, it's like you have people that do what you do say that you're one of those guys. Like, it, it actually means a lot. It's a hard occupation. It's not for everybody. So for those guys to see it, you know, it's pretty cool. Hey, I saw my respect for you, bro. All right, there you go. So this, so great stuff there. Seeing all these Raiders up there, we've yeah. talked so much about Darren Waller tonight. Uh, just roll back if you're just joining us. You can roll back here and us rhapsodize about Darren Waller and what we think he's going to do on the field. Um, but looking forward, so they're going to release. So there's like four or five more shows that, that are going to come out. So looking forward, Mosh, give me a player or two, and then and then Swag Jeff. Who do you think is left that we might see in terms of Raiders on this list? That's going to make the next cut? The next, well, not, not just the next 10, but like the next 50. How many, give me a Raider or two that you expect to see on the, on the NFL Top 100. Ooh. On the Top 100. Yeah, so the Top 50. So now yeah. we're getting to the Top 50. We've already done the first 50. Now we're getting into the second 50. So the Top 50. Who makes it? Anybody on that list? Devontae, of Devante, course. Devontae, I think that's. You know, that's got to be, that's got to be our number one uh, that I would see. Uh, what about Josh? I mean, if if Josh has Josh Jacobs, yeah, yeah. If if he has a great year, I mean, you know, well, if, but yeah, okay, yeah, right. If he has a, a great year this year, sure. Uh, well, but this is all about what happened really previously. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about you, Swaggo? You got anybody? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Swag. You, are you done? Yeah, I, I'm good on that. Okay. All right. Well, I got two that that'll probably be on that list. The, that not what you said. I think I think Hunter, uh, Hunter Renfro. Makes Hunter that Renfro. That's the other yeah, one. I, th- yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah. Renfro makes that list, and then one that I think as maybe a sleeper, Denzel Perryman. Oh, Denzel Perryman. I mean, the guy. I mean, what like set a record, a Raider record for tackles, tackles. and stuff like that. I mean, the guy was a beast. You know, so I mean, he was the heart and soul of this linebacker team. Yeah, you know, and, when we were looking at some other guys like Littleton and and Moro to step up. You know, Perryman. Perryman was the you guy. Know, he That's was a the guy. Call so, middle linebacker. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was pretty amazing. I, yeah. I hope to see him on the list. Yeah, I think so. So I think the, those are the two. I'm trying to think of like some of the other guys that we've we've gotten in free agency and whatnot. I don't see like a Rockyson or. You know what I mean, or Anthony Averett. Like those guys aren't making it. No, and nobody on our offensive line is 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 up there. None of the running backs. Like I think that's it. I think that I think, that's I th- I think much it's it. Hen- uh, Renfro and then uh, Devontae and then and then shout out Perryman. I think that's mm-hmm. a good, that's a good call out there. Good pick. Okay, what do you got, Raider Nation? What do you got, uh, chat room? Let us know if you think you're going to see uh, any more Raiders. What about, what about like what about like special teams? Like I mean, I know they get overlooked a lot, but like Carlson. 
Yeah, that's, 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 that's a great point. That's and a I good think, one. You know, that's a good one. Or, or AJ Cole. Or AJ Cole, even. I yeah. think those players are definitely overlooked because I mean, you look at a guy like Justin Tucker, who's arguably the best you know, best kicker in the league. And he was at like 98 or something yeah, like that. Right. Yeah, I mean, they yeah, just, yeah. You know, I think they look more like the skill positions, but I'm with you, yeah. Mosh. I would love to see Carlson Absolutely. and AJ That's Cole a good on the call. list. Yeah. Trent Sig. Trent Sig should be in the top 10. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking, and I'm, I'm, I'm only half joking. If we're yeah. talking pound for pound, the best at your position in uh, the NFL. Yeah. Trent Sig, speaking of forty-seven, that yep. might be the guy. You're exactly and, and and pound for pound, and he's only a like a buck seventy, you know, yeah. <laughs> plus two hundred pounds, plus two hundred yeah. pounds, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's hit an audio break. Actually, let's hit. Go ahead and let's jump into the Sea Fans Mailbag Mush. Okay, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's go. Let's go. Sea Fans Mailbag coming up. Looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. His body throws. It is. You know, another one that I thought uh, might be on the list, and he's not a Raider anymore, but just the just the season that he had as a Raider last oh, year would be Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward had a heck of a year last year. You know what year. I mean? He might have been our so, defensive MVP last year. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking absolutely. of that Chargers game, right? Yes, Hey, absolutely. shout out to the chat room real fast. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so uh, see you fans, mailbag. More of you and less of us is a good thing. And so uh, so we got some folks in here. Uh, Raider Moore is in there. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Running Bear, Tyrone Graves, Ebony Graves, uh, Kill Jadis, B. Al, Chris Rubio, is in there. Let's see. Schmucky the Raider Bears in there. Gladiator Raiders in there. Uh, Mr. Bjorkman's in there. Uh, PSP Raiderettes in there. Paul is in there. Paul? Yeah, we got the whole crew, man. That's awesome. And uh, and so great comment in there from Aaron the Q Dog Raider. Uh, he says Nate Hobbs and Merrig might be up next. I, I love it. Totally agree with that. Love it. Get a, get a good year out of, out of those two young men, and I definitely expect them to show up. Man, I, I'm excited for our secondary. Um, all right, so let's get into the Sea Fans Mailbag. This is where uh, you contact the show. Uh, you can do that in a multitude of ways, but the two best ways are to send us an email at show at RaidersFanRadio.com, or you can call the show at 909-345-3346. And we always kick off this segment with the emails. And Uncle Mosh, who do we have tonight? Hello, RFR family. The preseason is upon us, and as the Raiders have shown well in the last two matchups. The most significant weakness is our offensive line so far. According to reports, Leatherwood has shown any any improvement and looks to lose his spot to a rookie. The first-round pick losing to a rookie is a bad look on the previous regime. Our backup QB situation looks like we may have a competent backup. Carr should... Should should car go down? Don't I don't even like reading that. I still have the Raiders going twelve and five overall. Uh, who, who wrote this? Uh, overall, <laughs> I'm sweeping the Chargers and Broncos in the division. Well, okay, I'll, you you redeem yourself on that one. That's all for this tw- uh, this twin. Stay safe, nation. Truly yours, Matthew Mangus. Matthew, seriously, twelve and five. We're gonna talk, bro. That's what you picked, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Are you the third man guy? I, 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 <laughs> I am. I am the third oh man guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh my gosh. Hello, Murph, Mush, and Swago. So there's a lot that's happened this last week. Brandon Parker got injured lifting weights. What a dingus. 
Gar was mic'd up. That's <laughs> that what he, he said? wrote. He was in Dingus. D I N G U S. I love that. I love it. Gar was mic'd up at training camp, and oh, oh yeah, I became a made man. Woohoo! Yeah, let's go. I appreciate what you guys have been doing for so long now, and I'm so proud to say that I am part of the community. There's not much to comment on this week, so I'll just give you a, a preview of what's going to happen. Kermit, Pizza Face, and Sierra's Slave will have nightmares for weeks as Saks, Crosby, and Chandler Jones lay their rear ends on the grounds. <laughs> Can I just proofreading something? No, uh, no, 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 it's just fine. funny. Carr will go off for more than 5,000 yards, and Devontae will be pick up, and Devontae will pick up where he and Carr left off. The rest of our opponents will be quaking at the thought of facing the mighty silver and black raiders. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you around and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. <laughs> Hang in there, Raider Nation, because the autumn wind will send our opponents blown away. We need to work on your pitch, bro. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, take care, Raider Nation. Raider Shank, proud new made man and proud owner of a nickname that means to stab someone. <laughs> 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 Great email, man. P.S. Back in March, I went to go visit relatives that had recently moved to the States. Guess where they live? Nashville. Oh, oh nice. If I had been listening to you guys then, I would have tried to look you guys up. I really regret it. And that was from uh, Raider Shank. Raider Shank. Well, well, we'll see you next time you come to town. There you go. That's, absolutely. So, you know, he said he said something really good. You know, he quoted the autumn wind, right? Yeah, that was awesome. It's, it, we're pillaging just for fun. So go slap the shit out of him. <laughs> I'm busier. I'd get up and do it. So stop. give me something to throw at him. So I was thinking, you know, for for a for a logo. Jeez. And, you know, for, we were talking about we were talking about uh, like things things to say, and we had some good ones. I wrote some of these down. Um, you know, the, the people have come in. You know, to to counter the what is it? Uh, the let's ride. Let's ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought about I thought about Raiders rule number forty four. Okay. Rule number forty four. Those of you that watch NCIS, you know what I'm talking about. Gibbs has got his rules. Okay. Oh, nice. Rule number 44. Okay. And that's all it says is rule number 44. Oh, okay. For those of you that have watched NCIS, I'll go ahead and tell you right now. Rule number 44, first things first, hide the women and children. Oh, oh nice. 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 Oh, nice. Yo, what's up, Murph and Swaggy? And the one and only Uncle Mosh. I hope all is well and everyone is safe and in good health. The time is now. Football is here. The smell of Doritos and the cheese dip coming from Andy Reid. The three... <laughs> fat. Fat of the week. The three fans angry who represent the only team in the division without a Super Bowl ring. The time has come. Carr and Adams will be a better duo than Deshaun Watson and Robert Kraft at a Tylon Mustache. <laughs> 
<laughs> a Thailand massage parlor. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Historic numbers to take the league by storm oh, and make no. a playoff run deeper than urban. Mm. We're getting canceled I at some point. I can't, we're get I can't read that one. Okay, all right. It says deeper than Urban Meyer's fingers. Uh, never no, mind. No, this no, is, no, no, this no, is no, a family no, show. No, no, no. no he, that's part of the shtick. Oh, but oh, let oh, us okay. not forget Jamal Charles, Nick Foles, Jeff Fisher, and the Rams. Those are all a few of the reasons why victory will taste like the sweet taste of the bathwater of, oh, sorry, still a family show. Uh, okay, where was I? <clears throat> Clear his throat. Uh, the struggle of the Raiders is behind us. You can feel it in the air. Don't worry, I won't bring up Phil Collins. But we will need some help from our AFC rivals. The Chargers will find a way to mess things up like they always do. I think the QB for the Mules will be competitive, but will fall off his high horse, and Kermit will play like Wayne Newton singing the national anthem. <laughs> Hopefully, we can get our, our, our right tackle situation together before week one. Uh, week one will be a test. Anyway... I'm looking forward to turn Tennessee silver and black. If anyone going uh, have not gotten their tickets or have an extra ticket they would like to sell, let me know. I would like to sit with my RFR family. All love and respect. Ta-da, Raiders! Nice. Ty? Well, you can find us at Acme Feed and Seed. That's where we're going to be pretty, pretty much playing it down for the entirety of the game, it sounds yeah. like. Hey, what's up, Murph, Padrino Mush, Swaggy Jeff, and all my brothers and sisters of the Silver and Black Nation? It's Kill Jadis. How's it going? I normally, I know normally I do phone calls, but it's email this time. The northern lights of Raiders Fan Radio shimmers with anticipation for the season to start. If only we could hit the fast forward button or rest at a site of grace and hit the pastime icon so that the season can oh. start. Video game reference. That's an Elden Ring reference right oh, on. Good. good for him. So much hype is making me <laughs> uneasy. Although Macho Man Raider Savage is tearing at the seams, I swear if he breaks another coffee table in celebration. Anyways, let's play a little word game. We just got done putting the puny past personification of the purple people eaters in a purple pan of putrid trash and pushing it back to good old soda, as the Minnesotans would call it. Soda. Don't you know? And the Vikings have a great chant that they do. Skull! What a word to shout out. S-K-O-L. But what does skull really mean? Well, having Norwegian ancestry, I had to look it up. Many years ago, and it means cheers. Salute for those Italians, eh? Well, with the thrashing we gave the Vikings to show them how to properly pillage and raid, let's do some wordplay. Play at home if you want. For the Vikings' skull last Sunday probably meant Sunday's king of losers. Or maybe it was sweet nights of losing. How about singing Kirk over leftovers? They can't get a decent QB to get off their playoff hump, can they? Or the poor fella as a sand kindred of loneliness as they look at their empty trophy shelves. Maybe they should have thought twice before betraying Al Davis in the NFL by signing with the NFL. Pretty sure Al did some black magic on them. Can't confirm. As I close, let's make sure we send our love out to our own Trent Sieg, as after years of hoping and praying and two heartbreaks, they have finally been blessed with a baby boy. Baby Elijah uh, yeah. doesn't know right it on. yet, but he is loved by millions of Raider fans around the world. 
That's it, my dudes. Catch you later. Sincerely, Jadis underscore 907, the northern lights of RFR, one of the most northern Raider fans in the world, proud made man, 2021 juggernaut winner, almost other honors, and still the RFR leader of the Sizzler Award. P.S. Macho Man Raider Savage requests everyone in the chat and RFR to give him a big, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cream rises to the top. Good evening, everybody. Hope all is well. This week, I have a disagreement with China. Not a big thing. This isn't like the anti-French thing. And I don't want Nancy Pelosi going over there upsetting them on my behalf. This is just a minor disagreement. You, may, you know what? I don't know that we have any listeners in China. You may or may not be aware that our Chinese friends traditionally name their calendar years after animals. Absolutely. 2022 being the year of the tiger. Okay. Well, here's where I think they're wrong, because <laughs> this is the year of the bulldog. Oh, let's go. Let's go. The Fresno State Bulldog. That's what I'm talking about. Derek Carr, to be more specific. Let's just assume for a moment that the Raiders will have a unique year, and there will be no distractions on or off the field. No Antonio Brown acting like a three-year-old child, no irresponsible maniacs speeding around Vegas killing innocent people, and no dubious emails in Josh McDaniels' outbox. Almost everything is now in place for DC to lead us to where we want and deserve to be. We need to trust the process now as the final pieces of the puzzle are locked in place. I predict that DC will flourish. He'll throw for 5,000 plus yards and 30 plus touchdowns, and he will take us deep into playoff connection. <clears throat> Why am I so confident, you may ask? Because We've been sending this guy onto the front line every year with no bullets in his gun. Not anymore. We've asked him to build and front the organization without the correct tools at his disposal. Not anymore. And successive head coaches have tried to build our foundation on sand. Not anymore. This is most definitely Derek Carr's time to shine. 2022 will be the year that he can do what he does best. And I look forward to the end of the year when the IT Boffins and Henderson are putting together their end-of-season montage together. And as Team America, World Police taught us, everybody <laughs> needs a montage. And I have just the song they can use. There are two verses in my way. Sung in my opinion by the greatest vocalist ever, Francis Albert Sinatra, that fit DC's time as a Raider perfectly. <clears throat> Regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. I did what I had to do, I saw it through without exemption. I planned each charted course, each careful step along the byway. And more, much more than this, I did it my way. Yes! There were times, I'm sure you knew, when I bit off more than I could chew. But through it all, when they, there was doubt, I ate it up and spit it out. I faced it all and stood tall and did it my way. If that kid is standing in Arizona next February holding the Lombardi Trophy aloft, those words will be running through my head. Of course, much better when it's sung by Frank. <laughs> it's nearly time to kick some ass, DC, and I can't wait to see you out there, fella. And no amount of BS from the likes of Josh Dubow and Mike Florio can stop you. Incidentally, 
2023 will be the year of the rabbit. So DC can do what he does best this year, and Philip Rivers will do what he does best next year. <laughs> <laughs> Better rest up now, Mrs. Rivers. It could get nasty for you again in <laughs> oh, January. Geez. The preseason continues. That base against the Vikings on Sunday with another W. And as you'd expect, there were pluses and minuses. The second quarter wasn't pretty, but that's what these games are for. Generally speaking, I think we're moving in the right direction. And there could be some difficult decisions ahead when the roster gets out, especially in the running back and wide receiver groups. DJ Turner, Roderick Teamer, Austin Walter, and Sam Webb all stood out for me, and Jarrett Stinham and Nick Mullins were okay. On to the Dolphins now, where Jason Horowitz thinks we might see D.C. start the game. Not for me, but what do you guys think? Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Egerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner, 2019 and 2022, Foggy Glasses Award winner, 2020, BRT Sizzler scorekeeper, proud made man, five-time, 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 plus one, plus one, plus one, winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Hey, Paul! Paul is, of course, the uh, the capo of the emailers. He is the one that always ends this segment. And so typically when we get to the end of Paul's amazing emails, yes. we play 30 seconds of Paul yeah, for sure. those of you that are new to the show. Well, we also, on this show, we feature a segment called Raiders in Pop Culture. Sure. Where we take things that, that happen with the Raiders and they end up in, in, in different movies and whatnot. Yes. Well, I've got a caveat for you. I've got an RFR in pop culture. So Raiders Fan Radio in pop culture sent to us this week by our good friend, your best friend in the world, Michelle Sweat, who sent us a compilation from a movie called The Curse of Frankenstein. Well, in this Curse of Frankenstein, this is a shout out Grand Moff Tarkin, Peter Cushing, and Christopher Lee in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also a character named Paul. And somebody made a compilation of all the times that Paul was named in this movie. So now we're not going to feature this all the time because it's two minutes. So you thought 30 seconds of Paul was good? Much respect to Michelle Sweat. 120 seconds of Paul. That's two minutes. I'm Paul Kremper. My first opinion of Paul was soon confirmed. He turned out to be an admirable tutor. Paul. 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 Paul, what is it? Oh, I'm Paul. I'm Paul Kremper. Oh, Paul. Lock the door, Paul. Come and look at these. You'll never do that, Paul. You're wasting your time, Paul. Elizabeth won't leave, Paul. Do you take your coffee black or white, Paul? Really, Paul? Come in, Paul. Paul, the features are not important. Imagine that, Paul. Paul! Paul Kremper. We didn't expect you back until the morning, Paul. What's the matter, Paul? Paul. Believe me, Paul. What are you trying to tell me, Paul? Please leave me, Paul. You're going to help me, Paul. If you help me, Paul, I promise. If you don't help me, Paul, then I make no such promise. I did it, Paul. Paul. That makes it your fault, Paul. Paul! Paul! Paul, he's gone. It's true, Paul. We must get out and find him. No, Paul. As you wish, Paul. I've invited Paul to the wedding. (laughs) Paul! Paul, I've started on brain surgery, Paul. Sorry, no, wait, Paul. Wait, Paul. Shall I tell you something, Paul? This is your fault, Paul. But you won't win, Paul. Paul! Paul! What are you going to do? Paul! What are you going to do? Paul! Paul, wait a minute! 
Paul, what are you going to gain by this? I knew if Paul wouldn't fail me. I knew Paul wouldn't fail me. Paul, 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 my dear friend, Paul. Paul, 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 my friend. Go on, Paul, tell them. No, Paul! Paul, Paul, I'll make you! I'll make you, Paul! Paul, you must tell them, Paul! Paul, Paul! I'm sorry, Paul. You must save me, Paul. Paul! Who's there? It's me, Paul. Nice. <laughs> there we go. Nice. Two minutes of Paul. Two minutes of Paul. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So uh, if you're new to the show, sometimes we'll go with a little Andy Kaufman humor around here. We'll play something that plays too It's funny at first, and then it gets uncomfortable, but then it gets funny again before right. it ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. you know, we, uh, some of those are from our take some of those yeah, I yeah, recognize. Yeah yeah. yeah 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 and you know so paul is in the running uh, that's what paul needs is more titles you know be in, in, <laughs> and, and all you gotta do is yeah. listen to the the back of his his how he signs off but paul is in the running for the rfr name said more than any other name oh 100 yeah 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, no, nothing, no word has ever been uttered more on this show than Paul. Well, unless there's a Michelle on. on well, that's, yeah, well that's then, then it would be an F-bomb. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's check in with the Sea of Fans mailbag. So let's, uh, this is where, excuse me, the calls, the voicemails in the Sea of Fans mailbag. It's where you call the show, 909-345-3346. Appreciate all the amazing new calls we've been getting. Keep them coming. Call the show anytime. And uh, so every crew needs a captain. And the captain, of course, is of the made men and made women. When we feature your voicemail on, the, on this uh, segment three times, uh, we refer to you as that. And so the leader of that crew is uh, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. We call him the Capo, and he always kicks this off. Greetings, uh, American Siglary Moss on the Bostonia. Uh, Sergeant on the Sizzler, Big Raider Trucker. Mojo from the Universe of Peace, Ramon the Mean King, Swag Jeff, Wild Raider, Chuck Spratterhead McCann from the Inebra Nation, Ron the Materation. Nation, have <laughs> y'all heard me uh, mention a time or two before about payback tours before the start of previous seasons based upon the composition of the team? Well, I'm doing it again. The roster is deeper, more talented, better coached, and apparently even more disciplined. The coach seems to be uh, more poignant. Uh, the players seem to be committed to excellence. Uh, there appears to be more accountability on the field and in the building. Now, all that's needed is a chip on the collective shoulder of this team. My suggestion, Josh McDaniels should have a sound system blaring repeatedly in the room. Talking about Jim Rome. I'm talking Colin Cowher, Stephen A. Smith, Come Chris on. Collinsworth, etc. Audio must be played on continuous loop just to piss our team off. For instance, today, RFR favorite Colin Cowher claimed that the Raiders are going to be his pick for the last place in the AFC West because he doesn't like our defense. Really and some other that? ham and egg on his show uh, piped off talking about, um, you know, the Raiders got lucky to make the playoffs last season as they only played a bunch of backup quarterbacks, quarterbacks down the stretch. And, you know, their secondary is trash, and for, for all intent and purpose, they got a bunch of cats playing musical chairs along the offensive line. An irritated team against a loudmouth sports media should be uh, us against the world type of mentality that we need to have moving forward. Now, last week I mentioned um, it was a surprise to see Raider star running back Josh uh, Jacobs take the field in the opening uh, drive against, uh, you know, that, that team down south in Florida. But J.J. didn't play against the Vikings, benefiting uh, individuals such as Austin Walter. Now, general manager Dave Ziegler, 
clearly has been busy this past week. The team has agreed to trade safety Tyree Gillespie to the Tennessee Titans yesterday. Now, the Raiders have, um, I don't know, I don't understand it. I mean, we let go of this guy that had all the potential in the world, but yet we still got that dude, number 24, who does not deserve that particular number playing in our backfield. Now, maybe it's beyond my comprehension, but Gillespie showed a lot of potential. Now, the Las Vegas Raiders improved to 2-0 this preseason, and, you know, they once again were competitive against uh, a Vikings team that's uh, predicted to make a little noise in the NFC Central. You know, here are a few takeaways from the game that I happened to uh, jot down from Sunday. The team made fewer mistakes. Now, whether in Oakland, L.A., or Las Vegas, our Raiders had the reputation of being poorly disciplined. Just last season, the team led the lead in penalty yardage, accumulating 1,104 yards on 124 errors. Throughout the last two weeks, the mental lapses just simply haven't festered. On Sunday, the team had only four penalties. In two preseason games, the Vegas Raiders have earned a total of 10 penalties. Ten. During the same time frame, the team had zero turnovers. The two statistics speak volumes of the new regime, proving that fans um, of Josh McDaniel, whether they were with the Pats or the new fans that are trying to get acclimated to this Patriot, I mean, I don't know what to say at this point. We are not used to this nation. The O-line, as usual, the Raiders' offensive line continues to put the O in the phrase, oh, shit. <laughs> Outside of left tackle Colton Miller, no one else is even a lock to be a starter. Coach McDaniels, I mean, he raised some eyebrows Sunday afternoon starting the seventh rounder, Thayer Munford, out of Ann Ohio State University at right tackle over the previous starter, Alex Leatherwood. Munford answered the call, appearing to have, you know, Returned to you know his top spot on the depth chart, remarking, Mumford um, had a, one of his teammates step up and uh, take the mic in support of him, Jermaine Luminor, who told reporters Sunday, you know, he's come a long way from the back of the off season, uh, excuse me, from back in the off season where he was just trying to find his way to now where he's out there doing the damn thing. It's real dope to see. Now, per Tayshawn Reed of the Athletic, I mean. This is very impressive. I mean, there were a lot of talk about Thayer being, you know, a sleeper, and I think, you know, he's starting to rise in a way to be that guy that we need him to be. Now, the rest of the O-line was simply mediocre. If anything, John Simpson and Lester Cotton seem to control their own destiny regarding their respective roles at left guard and right guard. Backup offensive lineman Dylan Parham, the rookie, uh, he seemed to kind of drop off a little bit from his uh, initial outing against the Jags. However, the biggest question mark belongs to Leatherwood who didn't play at all during the first half and had his chances in the second half playing virtually every single snap of it. Chances are that no one will, um, you know, uh, move the needle enough for McDaniels to lock anybody in prior to the opening uh, game against those L.A. Superchargers week one. You know, there may be a new hope on the open market in 29-year-old former second-team All-Pro Daryl Williams at right tackle. Silver linings. Wide receiver Devontae Adams is still arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Being a second-year uh, wide receiver extraordinaire, Jamar Chase, is an amazing talent of his own. He was asked about it, and he asserted that he was better than former LSU teammate and current Viking Justin Jefferson, but had to concede he is not the better wide receiver 
than DA-17, yet stated, I don't know if I'm better, but I watch Adam's film all the time. The hit list. Defensive tackle Vernon Butler, wide receiver Demarcus Robinson, cornerback Nate Brooks, edge Jerry, that's right, Jerry Curl Green, offensive tackle Tyrone Wheatley Jr., Jackson Mahomes, Roger Goodell, Daniel Snyder, Jim Rowe, Mike Wilbon, Jason Whitlock, and insurrectionists. I run a big prison. I'll leave the light on for y'all. And as a side note, <laughs> I plan on sponsoring a made men fantasy football league. So take a look out for it in the chat. I'll post something real soon. Group. All right, there he is. Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. Aaron, you're man. the bomb. He's the best, man. So, you know, I, I agree with like 95.5% of everything that Aaron says, for the most part. And he leaves us these amazing voicemails every week. I'm not with him on Tyree Gillespie, though. That, that young man, show, in the two games that we saw him play, really, and especially in that first one, didn't wrap up a lot, was trying to, like, run into players. and knock, You can't pull that college stuff, and I'm guessing that they probably chose to part ways with him because he probably wasn't showing a lot in practice, and that's a position that we have a lot of depth. And I'll throw this to you, uh, also, Capo. I know you're not a huge fan of John Abram, but if you look at the way they're using John Abram, it's the way that we've been screaming to use him the whole time. Don't worry about setting him up in a position to where he's got to be in coverage. Play him around the line of scrimmage and let him attack. And so far, he's looked pretty good. And this last game, we had Merrig and Abram out there starting, and it looked pretty good. And then on the coverage downs, you bring in Deron Harmon. So I, I think Gillespie, you know, I think he was – you know, probably didn't show enough, uh, and that's what you're doing in these games. You're you're playing for your job. Yeah, well, you know, and that's and that's kind of what we said, and we said it last year, and how cool of a of a situation it was where we were going to have to cut good people. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah. So this year, you know, we've had the opportunity to, you know, I mean, we we had the opportunity to trade a guy like that, so we might get some draft. I think it's just like future considerations, a conditional or, pick, yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah. But you know, but yeah, I mean, and you see another guy like Demarcus Robinson and stuff like that, who you know, that was surprising I man. I had talked about for a little while that you know I thought he was going to kind of be the number two guy, you know, uh, but you know, I guess the Raiders saw something different, and I'm st- Tyron Johnson, man. I mean, I freaking love that guy. And then who who is who's nineteen? Um, who's the cat that, that had the awesome touchdown uh, this past week? We run ran across the field. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Uh, that's um, um y- y- junior. Um, it's uh, yes, I know. It, yes, I, uh, I can't, the, I'm sorry, I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember what his name is, but uh, but you know, yeah, and, I know he, and he might you. be another. He was that that Isaiah? Uh, DJ Turner. DJ Turner. DJ yeah, Turner. That's a, that's and he a, might be a guy that's everyone's favorite guy that gets cut or gets put on a practice squad because we are so deep at wide receiver. But, you know, but as far as Tyron Johnson goes, the, the you know, I mean, just I, I hope he makes the team. I really like. Yeah, him. yeah, absolutely. Well, and there's a and there's a place for him. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? In this. And so it's going to be interesting because, I mean, I think that. You know, like, oh, I'm gonna get in the weeds because we're already running late. But like, I think Matt Collins is is looking to be the favorite to be the majority to get a majority of this. Time. And you know, like, uh, yeah. Anyways, having a big body like that, as we, as we know, now we've got a plan for Waller in the red zone. I got a feeling that our red zone offense is going to be just through the roof. All right, so we've got a handful of calls to get to. Let's jump into these before we get out of here. You guys good for about fifteen Come minutes? Come on, we're here. Just awesome. do it. Awesome. All right, let's first let's check in with uh, last week. We had the unknown Raider fan call the show. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now. He we've got, he, was he was a big mosh guy. Big mosh guy. Yeah, I love that. So uh, we've got now the anonymous Raider fan calling the show. Oh, is he talking about me? This is the anonymous Raider fan calling from wherever the hell I feel like calling from. Is that OG Daniel? Uncle Mosh. Uncle Mosh. Come on. Uncle Mosh. 
Oh my gosh, Uncle Mosh, Uncle Mosh, Uncle Mosh, shut up. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, but seriously, though, Uncle Mosh, ask Murph to do something for me. Get him to take the camera off of you and put it on swag more. I'm a huge swag fan. <laughs> New fan, but loves the Raiders. Swag Jeff just got it all, man. His fandom runs so deep, and he embraces Raider Nation so much, it would bring a tear to Al Davis's eye. He truly has the commitment to excellence. And I think Al Davis said it best when he said the greatness of the Raiders is in it, Swag Jeff. Couldn't have said it better myself. Swag Jeff the other day. 2003, linebacker, Siegel High School, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, he won the 2003 Cleanest Jersey Award. And, of course, that's only fitting for Swag Jeff because he is so fresh and so clean. He's a Damn great right. fan. He's a great father. He's a great husband, and he's a great friend. By far the best-looking RFR host that you guys have. Can't argue. My hit list today, unknown Raider fan, called in last week. He tried to call in three times to get made on his first show. Typical of him to try to cheat to win. Who is he, Tom Brady? See you, bye. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Wow. So, and, and, and the anonymous Raider fan, of course, y- it, typical of him, he had to steal other people's bits with the hit list. But that's just how he does because oh, yeah. he, he never thinks up anything original. Um, right. I, I, think, I think what he missed, and you were you did win that award in 2003 for the cleanest jersey. But I do remember one time your jersey your jersey got dirty. Yeah, I must have tripped and fell on you the sideline. You did. Tripped, you tripped and fell. <laughs> no, and you came when back. I was running in from the you were from you, the tunnel. I probably <laughs> fell. <laughs> you. I remember the time in practice you had to go sit on the burn mark. But we'll talk about that at a later date. All right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's a great story. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next up, let's get to uh, We love it when we have new callers to the show, and uh, and so this is awesome. So this is our, our buddy Donovan. Uh, so let's check in with Donovan and uh, hear what he's got to say. Hey, what's going on, man? Nate Donovan, man. Got a funny story, oh, Nate man. Donovan, I'm, I'm sorry. Baby. So me being a Raiders fan, I've been through a lot these last 20 years, man. I knew I was a Raider the day after that Super Bowl, man. Because I watched that Super Bowl from the opening kickoff to the confetti fail, man. And the next day, when I opened up my closet to get ready for school, I seen that Raiders jersey, man. And I said, I don't care. I'm going to put it on, man. Let's go. The next day in school after that Super Bowl, man. I'm letting y'all know now. I know what we got, man. All right? If we let Derek Carr, if we just give the keys to Carr, just let him, you know what I'm saying, give him 10 plays and just let him go out there and call, call the shot. You're going to see Derek Carr on America's game next offseason, man. Yes. All right? If we, if, if Jockey Daniels, you know what I'm saying, if he don't try to, you know what I'm saying, if we trade we did hey, never mind. Don't, don't, ain't going to bring up the donkeys, man. Let's run. Jockey Daniels, get the keys to Carr, man. Let him take over, man. Hey, Ready Nation, you know we got Devontae Adams, right? Just win, baby. All right. Let's I go. love it. Nate Donovan, man. Appreciate right you. On. Yeah, two more times, my friend. Call the show, and you can be the next made man uh, here at on Raiders Fan Radio. And yeah, I, I love the take, and uh, and and absolutely, man. Let's let we got to let Derek Carr just be Derek Carr, and I, and you feel like we've got a coach that's just going to let that happen. He's yep. not going to be con- confined and restrained by the offense. He's going to be allowed to to go out there and do what Derek does best. All right, great stuff there from from Nate Donovan. Appreciate you. Uh, all right, next up we got uh, our buddy, the Raider Karaoke Kid. And so if you're familiar with this show, uh, Raider Karaoke Kid, 
clearly calls in and does songs. And uh, one of the absolute favorite callers that we have around here is Raider Born Rico, the Italian Raider Born Rico, yeah. who calls us from the Canary Islands. We're going to hear from Rico later in the show. And so let's check. Or actually, you know what? Let me play Rico's call first. That okay. way it sets up the joke a little better. I'm going to play Rico's call. So let's check in with our good friend, Raider Born Rico. Hey guys, Rede Morico here. So uh, in the last message, it was just a quick message, and I told you how the, the raid is going to look like and how they're going to feel like, and I told you they're going to feel like a new wave of fresh air. And um, it's I'm already feeling it. You can see it already, something different, because one of our biggest concerns in the last years was the fact that we can't convert on a third and long situation, third and short, fourth and short, and sometimes we even go backward. We couldn't um, score a point if we were in the zone, in the red zone. Uh, we were just looking really bad, and this is one of the fundamentals of football. I mean, this is a really important thing. You got to be able to progress and maintain the time, maintain the ball. And, and I, while I was watching that game, I pointed down all the time we face a third down situation. And for my surprise, we face it 15 times and we succeed 13. I got it all write it down. Third and nine, we convert. Third and eight, we convert. Third and three, we are in the red zone. The kick is good at four and three. Third and two, we go four and one and we convert. Third and goal, touchdown. The the uh, the quarterback is running for the touchdown. If you can rent your legs to Derek Carr, will be great. Then third and ten, loss of a down. Third and eleven, another loss of a down. Then we go in the second half. Third and six, we go four and three, we convert. Third and seven, Turner for a touchdown. Third and two, convert. Now we are third and 24. We go four and one and we convert. Then we go three and f- third and five, convert. Third and goal, touchdown Brown. Third and 14, the kick is good. And third and two, we convert. So we got 13, uh, 13 positive conversion out of 15. I think this is great. Another concern was the fact that we having flags especially in those situations, uh, and we just got four flags during the whole game. I still think it's a lot, but hey, listen, we're talking about, uh, I think they got more than us as well. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Murph, I don't know, but uh, four flag for us is nothing, and I'm telling you, we're talking about rookies, second team, uh, replacement, third team, so it's all good to me. And um, and other things that is good to me is the love I have for you because I love you all. Ah, Cheers to all of you, and I'm out. Ah, there he is, Raider Born Rico, man. Always bringing the good takes. We appreciate that so very, very. What's what? You gonna gonna play the clapping over there? Yeah, well, actually, close out of the app. Sorry. Oh, I was like, I was like, wait. I got distracted with Rico's call. Sorry. (laughs) I think we all did. (laughs) I think I loved what Paul said. He says women all over my estate have wandered out into the road, staring through my window. I call it the Rico effect. Nice, (laughs) nice, absolutely. So, and and you know, Rico, he's got that uh, that amazingly smooth voice. Uh, but he's got great takes. Amazing though, takes. Amazing to all the talk about all the stuff on third down, the the lack of pen-
penalties, Rico. I'm with you, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the things that's jumped out to me a lot that, uh, you know, as much as, again, we've heard the criticism around the line play and whatnot, there's no pre-snap penalties. Nobody's jumping off sides. Nobody's false starting. Like, so those Yeah, because are- you run a lap. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's been awesome, man. So that's been awesome. So great stuff there uh, from our buddy Raider Born Rico. All right, so back to the karaoke kid. So he... Um, he took us. He had to write a song this week, or wanted to write a song, and he dedicated it to Rico. So, uh, without further ado, here's the Raider Karaoke Kid and his Raider-born Rico song. Here now, the fan cave welcomes you over with Murph and Mushu's in his chair, Swag Jeff hanging over there. They're talking Raiders, all kinds of chatter. But when the second hour spans and we get to the sea of fans, callers are balling out. That said, without a doubt, there's one particular Italian who makes the ladies shout. That would be Raider, Raider Bonrico. Yeah. With your salsa and pico, with our Raider, Raider Bonrico. Voices of passion are always in fashion, Raider Rico. Turn down the lights. <laughs> he brings the knowledge, he brings the flavor, and sounding in his dulcet tones amid the ladies' cries and moans while in the background, the island music replacing everything bereft. Clothes will be flying right and left, and while the candles burn and all the women yearn, all the rest of us be asking, hey man, when's my turn? Behind Raiders, Apple all the way from Tampico with our Raider, Raider Born Rico. Voices of passion are always in fashion, Raider Rico. Grand theft of love. His name is Rico. He's in the fan cave. And now the season's set to start. Let's put him back upon the chart. And now the Raiders pushing toward greatness. And with Rico in our camp, we will just have to kill the lamp. Let's bring it way down low. Apparel hits the flow. We'll have to explain while we're all naked as we enjoy the show with the Raider. Raider Puerto Rico. No patty cake or hide and seek With a Raider, Raider Born Rico. Voices of fashion always in fashion, Raider Rico. He is our man. He is our man. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Rico might be our oh, he might be our, our first listener that's got his own theme song brought in by somebody else. Yeah, die. yeah uh, right. Yeah, that was fantastic, man. That was such a good uh, such a good rendition from the Raider Karaoke Kid, man. We uh, we appreciate you every each and every week. Appreciate Rico. And that might be the, my favorite song he's ever done. That, yes. that I think so. Oh, I yeah. think that might be the best one he's done yet. Yeah, that was amazing. So great job there. Uh, from the Raider Karaoke Kid. All right, next up, let's get uh, to our last one of the day. And this is our buddy down in Houston. We call him the Historian, and he is Houston Raider Steve. Murph, Mosh, Swag Jack. Hey, Houston. Jason, 
Houston Raider Steve, I'm going to go on a rant on this call. This is for Mike Florio, Mike Lincoln Florio. That guy couldn't get any action in a monkey whorehouse with a sack of bananas. <laughs> tell you what, that guy, he looks like the last time he got to ask him to the Carter administration. That's why he's so frustrated. He's got to always say something negative about our beloved Raiders. You never see him say anything negative about any other team in the NFL except our Raiders. Oh Not his, you know, holy grail Pittsburgh squealers. Gosh, I swear to God, that guy's so annoying. I can't watch him on Sunday Night Football. What kind of credibility does this guy have? He's a freaking lawyer. Enough said on that one. This guy's so bad, man. He looks like he got a cheap haircut. He uses a bowl over his head to get his haircut. Yeah, this is the same guy that, you know, whenever he drives his car, he's got to sit on telephone booths just to see over the steering wheel. He could have been in driving this crazy. This guy's so freaking lame. He's the worst ever, you know. I thought that Colin Coutrode was bad, but this guy's even worse than him. What I'm going to say is, he sucks. He sucks again. He's horrible. <laughs> the only person remotely close to being as bad was when we had our friend, uh, uh, Brent, you know who, calling the Raiders games. That's all, folks. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Here's the Raiders Steve bringing the venom. No kidding. Oh, my gosh. We haven't had Steve that fired up in a long time. Oh, no. Time. He was mad because he, he was been in his feels the past couple oh weeks. Oh, my Going gosh. to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and well, we it, was his, it was his birthday. Uh, uh, yes. Was it yesterday? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, birth- he might still be drunk. happy birthday houston raider steve so here we go at the the end of the show here we take the best of your emails and phone calls and we award the best of and we call it the sizzler award and uncle mosh awards that every week and uncle mosh who do we have this man what a night what a night for calls man uh uh, a fantastic call from anonymous raider is it was a little biased it was a little slanted and it was obviously in rebuttal to it to a a shtick that someone else called him before but uh (laughs) it was a great first time call donovan called he said Let's go, Raiders. Another super first call. And he said, let's let DC be DC, man. I'm looking forward to that. And we heard from Raider-born Rico. Fantastic call. As usual, he was bringing the heat the way he does, even when he just talks. And and he loves us. He he gave a broke down. He talked about how good we did on third downs. And then Raider karaoke kid with his Raider-born Rico song. It was fantastic. And then, man, what a way to end it with Houston Raider Steve. I love the phrase. We had had two nominees for fannies. We had phrase of the year, couldn't get action in a monkey whorehouse with a sack of bananas. (laughs) And... So that is funny. such a so great. Funny. That's such a great phrase. And then, of course, uh, uh, a nominee for a fanny for best song of the year, Raider Born Rico song, yeah. his theme song by Raider Karaoke Kid, which is the winner of tonight's Sizzler Award. Sizzler. 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 So that's nothing to be. Nothing to be. Uh, 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 bummed about there, uh, uh, Houston Raider Steve, because you had you are a, a, a Fanny nominee for catchphrase oh, love it. of of the year. Love with, it. Uh, couldn't get action in a monkey whorehouse with a sack of bananas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, wrong one. So- sorry. We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here. From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery.
All right, we appreciate everybody joining us live tonight in the chat room tonight. I'll leave it to Swag Jeff to shout you all out and all the amazing donations that come in tonight. And uh, just do us a favor, please, if you don't mind, uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe on any of your podcast feeds, uh, any of your, your, your video feed. If you're on the Twitch, if you're on YouTube, or wherever you find Raiders Fan Radio, uh, just please do us a favor and, uh, and support us any way you can. Tell your Raider friends about us, because at the end of the day, any of the money that we raise around here, we're going to give it all away. and We give it to uh, uh, folks like the Bolitnikovs through our foundation, which is the One Nation Foundation. Uh, so we appreciate you all very, very much for joining us tonight. Thank you to my guys tonight. Uncle Mosh and Swag Jeff. Swag Jeff, take us on out. Yeah, man, absolutely. And thanks to everyone in the chat. Greg, B. Al, uh, T3 Sports guys in there. Lencho, Cody Thompson, Ebony Graves, Tyrone Graves, Paul, Kill Jadis, uh, Ron the Mater Raider, Edgar Bonilla's in there, uh, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. Let's see. Uh, who else is in there? Raider Moore, B. Al. Uh, thank you guys so much. Hey, we raised 110 bucks tonight. Oh, let's yeah, go. Man, thank let's you go. all. Thank, thank you, you thank guys you, very, you. very much. All that's going to the One Nation Foundation and in turn to the Bolitnikoff Foundation for uh, for the Bolitnikoff Center of Hope, uh, I yes. guess is what we're going to yeah, call that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot for tuning in, everybody. Uncle Mosh, why don't you take us home, my man? Man, what an exciting night. What an exciting night. We had a ton of folks in there watching us. If you haven't, on your way out, hit the like button. We'd appreciate it. Thanks for listening tonight, everybody. We had a great time for my my little nephew over there, Murph, and for my buddy Swaggy Swagster, the Swaggy Nation. (laughs) This is your old Uncle Mosh, and you've been listening to Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. And like Coach Madden said, don't worry about the horse being blind. Just load the wagon. What happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Adios, malingerers. Shout out, Mojo. Oh, yeah, I guess we don't have a we don't have a fan cam. I don't know. The, yeah. the fan cam died. The fan yeah. cam died. Well, hey, we let's all about, go to matches. We got about, come on, guys. Come on. We got about six seconds left. Good night, everybody. Bye. God bless. Wear your seatbelts. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions.
Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.